Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 At Last It's Back podcast. <laughs> it's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. Lee. And we're all in the same room, all four of us. First time, four months. Yes. Wow. Yeah, all four of us. <laughs> with a race to talk about. In the podcast room. Like it's nothing like... had ever happened. It's all proper and stuff. Where's a video camera? <laughs> <laughs> it is now like it's if that felt like the end of a Halloween Simpsons episode and it should have been me going like nothing had ever happened and the camera slowly goes through the window and outside is just zombies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, that was 2 weeks ago when the pubs opened. <gasps> yes. Fucking, Over here. Yeah. Fucking beautiful yeah. moment was that. I am yet to return to oh, the pub. 24 I hours been... I think it took me. Took me a week. Yeah, oh, it was great. Loved it. Anyway, so the pubs. F1's back. F1 is. is back. And by God, is it back with a vengeance after Sunday? Back with a bang. Well, there was bangs, there was whimpers, there was hisses. Yeah. Yeah. Loose tyres. Yeah. All sorts. F1 review this uh, today was the number one trend that hi- highlights on YouTube. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Very good. Crazy. Do you know, I never look at YouTube trends. I forget that's a thing. Mm. I, I did watch the uh, the Team Radio uh, video on YouTube today because um, they put some uh, Team Radio that you may have missed on mm. that was Best of Team Radio um, on the Formula One channel on YouTube. That was quite fun as well, listening to, uh, good. Mm-hmm. Listening to some of the Team Radio that we missed. Hey, Lando was one of the top trends in the UK Sunday afternoon. Lots of Lando themed yes. stuff. Mm, people were happy about that. Mm. That was such a shame he didn't um he didn't have an audience for his podium. I know what you mean. That is now the last three McLaren podiums where they, they haven't had a proper audience for the p- person on the podium. Well it, that at least he got to the podium. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> yeah, it's yeah, better I mean, than the last two. Yeah, I mean that, that makes a change, you know, baby steps. Yeah. You know, next time next time we see McLaren put on the podium, we could have a proper podium celebration. Without the, uh, as they they got called at the weekend, dressing Daleks. <laughs> yes, dressing Daleks. Yeah, the little remote control boxes that they uh, wheel onto the grid with the hat and the water and the towel. So is that, is that done with an app? Do we think like the, like you know the parking thing with your Teslas? Because you can park your Tesla, but you can get out and park your Tesla with an app if you want. Oh, I wonder if that's the same same idea. <laughs> just to move that towards the drivers so that they can get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> this is why they don't have the uh, the podium celebrations on the podium because those things can't go upstairs. Yeah, they're real Daleks. Da- yeah, the real Daleks. Re- real nineteen yeah. seventy style Daleks. Yeah, they should go to Indy because they've got that new lift now with the car. Oh yeah, that was a, that was a thing at the weekend. The winning car goes up goes up to the uh, goes up to the podium on a lift. They did that with F one, didn't they? Last year was it Mexico? Was it a full lift or was it just like a sort of plinth? I think I think that was that was a little plinthy. This, this, like this thing was about plinth. fifteen foot high and proper. It went up and then he had to like drive it off the lift onto the podium. Oh no no this yeah it, the, the 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 one in Formula One it was just just a piston lift I think. This is I no, think it was a, a Mercedes that won the race. Platform. Yeah, yeah, and it and it went up to the podium, and then they did the podium celebrations in front of the winning car. That was last. last this was year. very mm. much with the car. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they're not using the podium. Can't keep two oh. meters apart, but then they go and shake hands with each other anyway. So yeah. and no, then, but well, I don't understand why you can't because podium's big. Mm. There's, you know, it's the it just seems strange. It see it seems like an odd thing. I. I I know you couldn't have all the people up there and you couldn't have them standing in the driver's room, but I still think you could have risked sticking three people on the I, th- I think steps. it's just a case of um, getting it over and done with quicker rather than going into the cool-down room and then going in, going up on the podium and 
having we, having the announcements. You know, if they, if they just do it on the grid, it's get out the car, get it over and done with. And same get time moving. though, isn't it? Because they were they, they were a long time. You know, because they because don't forget they did the interviews down there as well. I think they probably could mm. quite easily do exactly what they did at the weekend. Because it was a horrible, podium. it's a horrible way to do a podium. Mm. And they it still is, they just... still used the podium for they had like pre they had the national anthem done from up there, there yeah, yeah. They, so which yeah. was slightly less Euro poppy than last year's national anthem because they didn't get the one hit wonders opus to. <laughs> mm. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Maybe they're yeah. this week. Oh, that's yeah, we, yeah, we could do it too soon. Anthem. Yeah. Do you have regional anthems in Austria? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, speaking of the podium, shout out to uh, King of Casuals on Twitter for listener dedication. Go on. Because on the 31st of December in 20, 2017, I retweeted Lando Norris because uh, well, he put a picture of himself winning a race and doing a champagne thing off the podium. Yeah, where he smashes the yeah. champagne. So I repeated, uh, retweeted that uh, and King of Casuals remembered this and retweeted my my tweet of it saying i hope we see this on an f1 podium soon wow okay that's, that's some dedication commitment that's some dedication to the podcast well done king of casuals <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there sorry. is a file give, give on... me give me his full name a former podcast guest lando norris yes, yes. former podcast guest sorry Sean. There is a friend file of the show on youtube called anthem of Styria. Do we want me to like whack the volume Ooh-oh. on my phone and see what happens? Yes. <laughs> it's a bit Coronation Streety. It's a little bit also like the the old it, Hovis advert. It's a little. It's, it's a little bit Eagle. Welcome to the USA. No, I think it's Christmassy. I think we've got yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think your it's Christmas shopping, sort of late night Thursday. <laughs> yeah, Christmas shopping. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm with you now. Yeah. Mm. Bye bye, US. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Manchester Christmas markets, but somehow I feel like I'm in Bavaria. <laughs> <laughs> Pissed and about to find a prostitute. <laughs> I can't speak English. Do you know what? Last Manchester time, then. Yeah, last time, last time we were at the Manchester Christmas markets, Man City we're were playing like Wolfsburg or Bayer Leverkusen. Oh yeah, one yeah. of that lot in the Champions League. So it was very German. Yeah, they were playing. Uh, I was there for the Manchester Christmas markets 2017, and they were playing Feyenoord. I think it was in uh, in the Champions League, and I couldn't un- understand why I couldn't understand the fans in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Because their accent was sounded English, but I couldn't understand any of the words. Fire Nord. Manchester. Yeah, Manchester. Fire Nord. Yeah. They they all dress up as Nords. (laughs) On fire. I think I've got three of their albums. (laughs) You surprise me not. Anyway, Formula One. <laughs> yeah, well, we're move, moving speed metally away from that. Wee. We've got a little bit of news before we get into the race, haven't we? A little Ooh. bit. A little bit. Um, some some news stories related to what's come out after the race, which we'll deal with at the time. But the big news, big news this week, the Ferrari upgrade I'm talking about. The big news at the moment is that Jack Aitken is going to get his first um, first test session for Williams mm. on Friday morning in Styria. Which he is... wasn't able to test in Austria, but apparently he's good to test in Styria. <laughs> yeah, which is, so, is so strange. Passport. <laughs> it's strange giving him an FP1 so early in the season, mm. isn't it? I say early in the season, it is the latest start ever 
yes yeah. to a Formula One season. So summer you might expect a reserve driver to get an mm. a, like an FP one, but given that Latifi's only done one uh, one race and George Russell, um, you know, yes, okay, he's the leader of that team. Also, he's only one season in. Mm. Giving away an FP one at the beginning of the second race of the season is seems just seems a bit does yeah it yeah. seems a bit yeah uh, I think I think he's using George Russell's car so the team he's not going to lose out on any track time because of course he that will make more sense for the it, team but yeah even still you know George Russell's not what you'd call uh, you know a hard nosed veteran no not really <laughs> <laughs> I know I know he got upset with the happened to give his car away a couple of times last year didn't he for um, FP ones when it happened. Oh, did he? I missed that. But, um, yeah, it's, it seems odd. seems odd, but, what, what, I mean, we're going to talk about this later on in the race, I suppose, but what did you think of Latifi for a first... For, for a first race, fine. Fairly uneventful. Do you not think he should flag? have been a bit closer to Russell? Russell didn't finish, though. No, no, I mean, just on pace. Well, no, because first to finish, you must... To, to finish first, first you must finish. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a mechanical issue there, wasn't it, for George? Yeah. But, I mean, even mm-hmm. still. Yeah, his pace wasn't wasn't spectacular. Because um, we, we used to rag on Kubica, but at least Kubica for, like, a majority of the season kept George company. But we gave we gave Kubica more than a couple of races to sort of prove himself. <laughs> yeah, we probably yeah, do yeah, the same absolutely. Kubica wasn't yeah. a rookie. Yeah, we should probably do the same for Nick Latifi. I think Kubitz was basically a rookie, given the difference in formula and the time he'd been out and the fact he was missing bits of his body. But the actual process of the weekend he's gone through before. It oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm not classing Latifi as an actual rookie rookie, given the amount of time he's been, he's had, uh, the amount of free practice he's had and the amount of time he's just been in that grid. You mm. know, he's... Been a, a fixture of uh, F two, hasn't he, for a while? Yeah, well, it has been for three, a few, three I think seasons. It might have been three, four. four this is, I think, why they're going to be chucking Aitken in the car now because he's. I think this is his third year. Yeah, this is his second young driver program. They've been very aggressive in signing on a you know unattached F two drivers, mm-hmm. so they're obviously getting ready for what if we lose George Russell? Yeah, which would make sense because yeah, absolutely. I yeah. wonder if they'll give Tickton a go as well. I don't think Tickton has enough points to do a Friday. Podcast. I didn't realise until this weekend. Dan Tickton is not from New Zealand. No, no he's, he's British. English. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for some reason I had it in my head that he was from New Zealand. Then I heard him talking. I was like, "That man is British." I've, I've been championing him. You know, I'm sports racist. I only champion <laughs> British sports drivers. Racist. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they've got they've got Tickton. They've got they've got Tickton. They've got Aitken, and they've also got Roy Nissany, who, as far as I can tell, is shit but loaded. Mm-hmm. But also beat Mick Schumacher in the F2 Did future race. Beat Mick Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had a horrific weekend. But they've also got um, Tickers didn't. Very true. He did all right. They've mm-hmm. also got um, Jamie Chadwick, who has just signed with Prema for, for one of the is European. It F3? No, I think it's for European Regional. Oh, I thought it was F3 that she no. was going no. Sophia yeah. Flourish is the token female in F3 this year. Who uh, and she's um, she has kicked off because um, Formula One um, Sky in Germany, so Sky F1 Deutschland, Deutschland. Uh, have uh, been bigging up the fact that there are three Schumachers to watch out for. As in Ra- Ralph on the commentary team. Oh wow! Uh, Mick and David. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's Dave. 
Dave, Dave yeah. Schumacher, <laughs> Dave, Dave Schumacher, and uh, but but she kicked off that there was like there is another German driver to look out for, you know. Yeah, but oh. they weren't they weren't picking German drivers out; they were picking Schumacher. Schumacher. <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Yes, all Schumachers are German, yeah. but not all Germans I, are Schumachers. I think that tweet was one of those tweets that felt like a good idea at the time, <laughs> and, and until someone until everyone turned around and went, "What are you doing?" The comment section Stay was quiet. rough. Yes, it was her, her yes, it was. Yes. I've yeah. missed that. I might have to go and have a skeet there. Yeah, that, that, that needs a look at. But I didn't know who she was, so I did ask, who are you? <laughs> She's the one who had the accident in Macau. Mm, yeah. you, you wouldn't know who she was if she hadn't had the accident oh, in right. Macau. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she put the, put the car in the, um, in the grandstand hmm. yeah. and broke her back, but she's fine because she was like 16, 17 when she did that. She was 17. It was the week before her 18th birthday. Oh, dear. She had her 18th birthday. In and I'm like sure she's a very race. competent racing driver. Yeah. But until she does anything like, entirely on merit, and it's the same for all racing drivers, yeah. mm-hmm. until she does anything on merit, same with all racing drivers from all nationalities, they're not going to get noticed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the ability of terms, I mean... I, I don't, well, we definitely noticed Mahiva Raganathan last year. Purely because, yes. yes. Yeah, being, being lapped on lap three in F2. Yeah. Being four seconds a lap, four seconds a lap on average off the pace. In an identical car in to the guy who's... Do- yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These are not the makings of a world champion. <laughs> no, they are not. Funnily enough, he has not returned. I don't know where he's gone. He might have just not turned up yet, but... Yeah, I was thinking randomly the other night, whatever happened to uh, Alfonso Chellis? And apparently he's retired at 23. Yeah, he the was one told... always used to do the Force India test. He was Dude. told he wasn't getting a um, he wasn't getting a seat at Force India when the Stroll Consortium took over, and he, um, he, he I think he retired, as you say. I think that he was just like, well, well if I'm not getting to... he did a he did a Valsecchi. If I'm not getting to Formula One, I'm out. I think it's actually formally re- uh, referred to as a Susie Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but, um, yeah. at least, least Balsaki won something yeah this is what I hate I hate when people turn around and say motorsport is just for rich people when you can turn around and say I can't get what I want so I'm retiring at 20 odd <laughs> <laughs> well look at Jaime Aldashwari he retired mm-hmm. when he um, I think was he offered a Formula E seat after yeah, Formula 1 but he went to be a DJ yeah no, he's re- retired from motorsport to, be, yeah. to become a DJ. He he's now a DJ. <laughs> he's now he's now a top level DJ, getting booked oh, yeah, for like yeah, yeah. massive festivals. Is it, oh, what's his name? Squire or something yeah, that's like it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Shadow in my head then. I thought, no, he's not DJ Shadow. No, no, <laughs> no that guy's a bit older and a bit more French. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Jaime Jaime Andreshwari, still only thirty. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Been retired from motorsport for six years. Wow. <laughs> I, st- I still think him and John o- Eric Verne are the two biggest misses from the uh, like the meat grinder. Yeah, I think so because they they were yeah they they, they were competitive. Definitely Jev, and but and I think he was more than capable to be like a um, Perez level Formula One driver. Alguiswari. Yeah, least. yeah. Well, give him give them a good car, and I think they would have been. You know, if if had any of them made it into the Red Bull. Yeah, I think yeah, they, we would have seen the levels of driving that you'd expect from a Red Bull driver. I think they're both better than who's in the Alfa right now. Probably, yeah, could say that. Yeah, I can't argue with that. So yeah, so Jack Aitken Jack, is doing the FP one, doing FP one on Friday in, a, in um, George Russell's Williams. So it could be that, as we just speculated, then that, that was it. You, Sean, that said that maybe 
maybe Williams are preparing for the loss of George Russell at the end yeah. of 2020. If he I have a feeling the call higher up yeah. the grid, they need to know what's going in that car. I have a feeling George Russell is signed for 2021 at Williams. He has a many-year contract, not even multi-year. Mm. He said many years. There will be a get-out. But Mercedes, Mercedes still own him. Yes. Even, even if you're George Russell, even if you're we're not thinking of your seat at Mercedes. Please, please, full name. Former podcast guest. Former podcast guest and friend of the show, George Russell. <laughs> um, and cousin. And cousin yeah. of myself. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I think um, you, you, you wouldn't tie yourself, even if it was, even if you weren't worried about just getting to Mercedes, you wouldn't tie yourself to Williams, certainly mm-hmm. not considering where they are. Yeah. I imagine most drivers anyway have a, I will drive for you unless I get offered this, this, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And, and let's face it, if there's any performance clause at all, Williams failed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite like that. Quite like that. I don't think Red Bull drivers or AlphaTauri drivers have the, I will drive for you unless I get a better offer. No. Probably not, but that's because their contract is written in Helmut Marko's blood, I suspect. He doesn't have any. He's Lava. His plasma. The, the Red Bull dry, dry driver sort of book where they, where they have to sign the contract and it's like bound in human skin. Made from the former meat grinder yeah. victims. The neck Red Bullicon. It's just with the chin of David Coulthard on the bottom of it. <laughs> Square off the edges. Oh, I forgot what the what the other news story was. Oh yeah, Renault. 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 Uh, Cyril Abitable has mumbled to the <laughs> staff at Renault. <laughs> Can we be a hundred percent sure this is what he said? Does anyone verify? No, that? it's not been verified. This is the thing. I, I, I believe uh, Autosport have now invented what they call the, the Enigma machine, and then they run all his spe- all his sort of sentences through that, and it comes out. No, it's good. no no. With him, it's good. called the Enigma machine because most of what he says comes out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the uh, Cyril Abitable has... Uh, Still clearer uh, than anything he said. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Has allegedly um, spoken to the staff uh, that the Renault 2021 driver announcement will be made uh, on... What, was it Wednesday this Wednesday. week? Wednesday, so, yeah. So, so at we, least not Tuesday. Yeah, so you could be Still listening to this podcast the and it's been made. Uh, the rumour has started in Spain and has spread to France, mm. but there's been no... Um, no actual confirmation as to whether this is the case, but or more importantly, official denial. The mm. staff have been told that this is the rumor. The rumor is that the staff have been told that it is a driver that they have worked with previously, Vitaly Petrov. Well, I, let's. I think it's too late for Petrov. It's probably too late for <laughs> Petrov. It's li- It's more likely to be, isn't it? Let's be honest here. It's more likely to be Sorokin, mm-hmm. who, who is their is current the reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg. Yep. Or the outside bet. Contain yourself, Lee. I think this is the inside bet. Fernando Alonso. Um, no, Fernando Alonso. I think Palmer is more likely than Alonso. I, I think Alonso is more likely just because of how heavily it's been rumoured. It's, it's been rumoured really heavily. Alonso has basically said he's coming back to Formula 1 in 2021. Alonso says a lot of things, though. Yeah, but he usually does them. Usually, I didn't know anything about that scandal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You see, even those things he definitely did. <laughs> but no, I, I'm I'm convinced it'll be a lancer. Convinced. I so, don't think so. One because the the Cyril Abitabul era Renault did not work with Alonso. Two, I think if it's someone they've worked with before, it's gonna have to be someone more recent. And 
they were talking about they're going to wait and see people on the track and make a decision once racing starts. I've just I don't remembered know what Alonso has contributed to that. Oh, is it you? No. There are two other drivers we've totally... Bruno Senna. No, no, no. We've R- the two Roman other drivers Grosjean? we've totally... Yes. Roman Grosjean and oh, Pastor Maldonado. <sighs> now, Pastor Maldonado has been campaigning hard on Instagram about his comeback. It's Pastor or it's Roman... <laughs> It can't be pasta. It can't be Roman, surely. No, not after this weekend. Two no. gravel trips. And they certainly, they certainly wouldn't be sort of. That was, I don't think either of those were his fault. No. But we'll get to that in the. In the, in the unless, game. unless the um, like when he went to the factory to speak to the team, said instead of us going like him walking in, go yeah, yeah, like you've worked with this guy before. He's going like, look, I'm really sorry about this. You've worked with this guy before. It's, it's all to do with how the sentence started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, is it, you, it's, you've worked with this driver before. <laughs> you've, you've worked with this driver before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I reckon it'll be Alonso. And I, and I, because even the fact that the rumours coming out about, which probably won't happen if we're honest. It's, but the rumours coming out that Daniel Ricciardo was essentially going to get nerfed before the end of the year and they were going to bring Alonso back early. That would have been interesting, but... I still think I still think there's an outside chance of that happening. I think Romain Grosjean, Esteban Ocon in a French car. Um, they're going to leave... I think he's had enough of Haas and their tomfoolery. And I think Grosjean is actually a, a, a genuine possibility to go to Renault. I think they would have. Because he left when they were Lotus. Two mm. C-tier drivers. Maybe. Roman's famed for giving great feedback on the car. Kind of what Renault need at the moment. And Ocon, we don't I mean, really know I mean, where that's he's what at we've, the moment. That, that's what we've heard, that he's really good at giving feedback in the car. Um His I, feedback is that he's really good at feedback. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> let's face it, that... The car that actually turned out to be all right that he drove was the one he drove with Kimi that was mm. in the team as well. Um, and it's not like the other cars he's been in have developed their way up the grid. No, true, this is true. true. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that they're making this announcement so soon, given that they have Guan Yu Zhou in F2, who is one of the favourites for the title. If he wins it, they're going to need to do something with him. I would like to see Guan Yu Zhou in, in Formula 1. Mm-hmm. He, he came across really well in the uh, you know when he did the virtual GP. Mm-hmm. I think one of the early virtual GPs, he was like mm-hmm. the featured driver they were doing interviews mm-hmm. with over yeah. webcam. He came across really well. He had a um, nightmare of a weekend this weekend. But yes, not his but not, fault. No, no, no. Not, no, his, not fault. his fault. Yeah. No, the, the car let him down. I think he's off forgetting something, is oh. that... Um, Renum needs something else. It's like when they signed Daniel Ricciardo, they need a message of intent. Mm. I don't think... Uh, it, I don't think Grosjean is a message of intent. I don't think any of them are. Hulkenberg <laughs> certainly isn't. Um, the The only thing that would be worth like chatting about is if you sign Alonso again. Out of all those options, he's the only person newsworthy. And I think that's what they need. I think they need that message seems very short term though to me you know balance is going to do what two years maximum probably that's what doesn't make sense that would be fine if they had a load of like wonder kids in f3 but Mm -hmm. they've got a bunch of you know i would be surprised as well who's pretty handy is he f2 F2 now yeah Yeah, he's debuting f2 this year but looked quite good last year so but let's look at the car like look at the way the cars are now where we're constantly told how much easier cars are to drive the um just the what we've done now as far as like 
training and medical science goes and like the, the condition people are in for longer they're in a better condition for longer uh 2022 the cars are going to be slower again um i don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that it's not it's never been like the drivers that have fell out of formula one if you take a button or a barrichello for instance it's not been that all of a sudden they got slow you know, the, the, there was definitely another two years in Jensen Button. There was another year, at least, in Barrichello, should he want to do it. Drivers don't get slow, they get burnt out. So the fact that Alonso's been away and he's coming back, I don't think that puts that time limit on him. I think it's the constant grind of Formula One that gets people down before the physical wear and tear of it. And something that else that would lend it to toward being Alonso would be that the rumor appeared to start in Spain. Uh, yeah, and the, but this rumor hasn't just come around, has it? You know, it's we 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 were told what before lockdown was it before lockdown when we were talking about the like, going into testing that a contract had been agreed but not signed between Alonso and Renault, and I can't help think that was the reason that wasn't signed was because we were uh, Alonso was still waiting to see what was going on with um Ferrari and Mercedes as well at Perhaps. the time. We've always heard this with Alonso though, haven't we? That he's definitely had a contract offer from this person and Red mm. Bull and I think my theory has always been that Flavio over eggs the interest to Alonso to get him excited. Maybe <laughs> maybe and Alonso's like, "Oh my god, everyone loves me." Yeah, maybe. Whereas but, there's a huge difference between having talks and actually having an offer. But I think in this in this situation for Renault, it's what they need. They've just had like the the guy which was going to get them where they wanted to go has decided to leave them for the team that he could have joined in the first place. Yeah. Um, I think I think they need something else. Wild theory. Technically, some of the engineering side at Renault would have worked with Vettel. When, That's interesting. When Renault made engines for Red Bull, mm. someone you've worked with before. Mm. That's that is, you know what I'm Ooh. throwing that into the mix. Oh, <laughs> think of that. No, no, that neither more, did I. Totally that, missed that as well. More likely, that would be early Wednesday news. Wouldn't that's it? now more likely than anyone else apart from Alonso. I still think Alonso is the most likely. I think Vettel's more Vettel's likely. Second. Than Alonso. Heard it here first. Literally, that's. Popped into my head. I'm yeah, no, it, good, good thought. It. Totally forgot that Vettel <laughs> doesn't have a seat for next year. And it also would make sense, given how um, what the Ferrari was like this weekend. It could give. It, it would make sense that Vettel's just gone fuck this shit and gone straight to Cyril Abitaboul this weekend and said, well, yeah. "We yep, saw we're him in. talking to Red Bull, didn't yeah. we? He's mm. been pimping himself mm-hmm. around the paddock all weekend." Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's spoken, like like Lee said then, I wouldn't be surprised if after this weekend, yeah. or at some point during this weekend, he's gone either on the phone or just popped over to Renault mm-hmm. and has been like, Cyril, what we spoke about, I'm in. Yeah, well, let's because mm-hmm. let, let's not be fucking stupid about this here. I, I I know there was a podium had by them, but Ferrari are double fucked at the minute. Double for now. They got their, yeah. I think they got very lucky with their yeah. result. It flatters them. It a does lot, totally. Think. Yeah. Even Leclerc was was. I mean, we'll talk about this in the race review. But Leclerc was honest about that. He said that you know, the, the troubles are bigger than the result. Yeah. Nearly yeah. everybody that went out was ahead of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we've all seen the onboard footage of the lap that Vettel's wrestling the car around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, good God, anybody else in that car would have struggled to be mm-hmm. would, would, would have struggled to get out of Q1. I think the other thing that, that I think has been missed as well, 
because again this is kind of race talk but we're because we're talking about Vettel and Ferrari and stuff the uh what, what's being missed is that that spin ridiculous it was a stupid spin to make and it's the sort of thing we've seen from Vettel now and like now and again quite regularly impatient if you had backwards spinning Vettel on your drinking game you you, yeah, you yeah. would have included it on the Absolutely. drinking game wouldn't you it would have been an obvious hit but i i don't think enough people have picked up on the fact that he was quicker than Charles Leclerc up until that point and then he he radioed through and said look i'm i've damaged my car when mm. that when when that spun it, without that spin he'd have finished ahead of Charles Leclerc quite possibly um, but it was a stupid move, and it was his mistake. It yeah. wasn't the car. Well, I it was his mistake. The, the only thing I do, I go here to defend Vettel is we're saying it's his mistake, but we we saw how twitchy that car was. So there's nothing to say that he hasn't lit the back tires up, and it's just the fact that the car is so. Well, no, he hit Perez, didn't he? Trying no, to he overtake him. Signs, didn't, he didn't. Signs, was yeah. it? They didn't touch. I'm pretty sure they I did. I don't think they touched. I'd have a look no, at it. Sure I I would definitely go and have a look at it because I'm convinced they didn't touch each other. I think Vettel lost it all on his own and kind of spun around uh, around Perez. If you have another look yeah, at it, I think from the aerial look. one it looked yeah. like they touched, but I didn't. I thought I thought they t- I thought they touched from that from like that chase cam thing. Mm. But it was when you when you're on board with Vettel, I'm convinced they didn't touch. If you didn't touch, that's that's damning for for Vettel. Oh again. yeah, it was a stupid move. Like it was a, it was a stupid thing to do because he just stuck the nose in and lost the car. But um, I can't help think that that's more car than Vettel. Well, he said he was surprised he'd only spun once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found a video of it here. No. <laughs> this is Ooh, make, making for thrilling hard. listening. Hard to tell from this angle. Here we are. We're on board with Vettel. Vettel's coming up. He's miles back. He's yeah. so far behind. Oh, it's a very light tap. He doesn't touch. It's a very, very... I think it's a light tap. And because it was a McLaren as well, wasn't it? Yeah, science. It is science, yeah. yeah I don't think he touches them. Science, <sighs> science doesn't move. It's not much of a tap. It's not much of contact if there is contact, mm-hmm. put it that way. So, yeah, that, that reflects even worse on Vettel when you... When you yeah. When you look at it that way. It was, you should be going stupid. backwards. No, you should no. be going backwards. So, uh, anyway. Let's anyway. Well, race time. Yeah, start from the back. <laughs> Yeah, Red, Red Bull. Bull. Red Bull. Yeah, if we go over uh, it, the worst team in Formula One, at the Red Bull ring. Yeah, with the worst drivers. <laughs> Helmut Marco is gonna just smash someone. I suppose. Well, to new listeners, we usually start at the back with the team that did Probably the worst Alvin. and work forwards to the the team that did the best. Uh, but after one race, we have obviously got the constructor standings. Meaning that's how everybody finished, and uh, currently, aside from like ninety percent of them on the BBC website. Yeah, well, we, we're not like, <laughs> BBC can't count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. Um, <laughs> tenth place are Red Bull in the championship at the moment. Double DNF. Double mm-hmm. DNF. Verstappen's was that mechanical failure on lap fourteen. I felt really sorry for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great job. Somehow the anti-stall kicked in. Great job, like physically bump-starting it mm-hmm. all the way back to the pits because that's not going to be easy. No. Um, probably when he got to the top of the hill, he could probably roll down the hill a bit. But um, yeah, but he had to he had to bump-start it up the hill. Yeah, he was like up he hill had some sort of fusion reactor in the back of his van. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> van car. <laughs> But the um, never got know. to eighty eight miles an hour though. No, I don't think he did. Um, but yeah, great, great job to get it back to the pits. But by the time he got back to the pits, the Mercedes were already coming round again. 
Mm. So he was already a lap down on everyone by the time they thought they got it sorted, and then it just well, it fired, it fired up and died again mm. in the pits. Yeah, yeah, saying, he tried so. to go, didn't he, and then mm. just ceased. And then he got out before they even put the car in the garage. So you know, the frustration on Verstappen was notable. I think he would have been a uh, even with safety cars and everything else. I think he would have been a late uh, surprise much like last year because of the tyre strategy that he yeah. was on. I think he was going to go mediums and then softs, probably, mm-hmm. um, for his for his late stint. I think we've got to assume he'd have been in the, a similar, if not slightly better position to what Albon found himself in when he yeah. tried to make that pass on Hamilton. Kind of assume Verstappen would have probably picked his moment. A bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Verstappen was the only one of the top ten starters on mediums. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. He would, his, his was the most interesting tyre strategy to watch. And... Um, yeah, unfortunately, the car oh, let him down. Also, just you, you've got to think of the fact he's just clean faster than Albon. You know, there's a there would have been a chance he could have undercut one of the mm-hmm. or, or overcut one of the like one of the Mercs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right up to that point, he was looking yeah. rapid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing I would say, which I think would, would be worrying for Red Bull, because I thought Red Bull were going to be title contenders this year. And if you look at it, like Merck looks super strong. You know, I know there was that reliability worries that they had at the race. Yep. But we shouldn't forget that with all, when all of these cars were breaking down, even though Merck had reliability problems, they still both finished. Uh, yeah, they both crossed. The, well, we'll get to them later. But they both crossed the line first yeah. and second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the Hamilton Albon incident. Alden seems to think that this is more clear-cut Lewis Hamilton's fault than the one in Brazil, and I have to disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Brazil was mostly Lewis Hamilton's fault mm-hmm. for going for a gap. i got to say, I think Alden was probably a little impatient. Lewis Hamilton didn't steer into Alden, but... At the same time, I mean, could, Albon could, could have picked his spot a lot I, I better. You could, you could, you could I, see from Lewis's onboard that his steering wheel didn't move and he was pointing the car right yeah. Yeah. all the way through that corner. If he, anything, didn't, he didn't open up the steering. Yeah, he didn't he, un- he understeered into him, but when you're on fairly old tyres, because he, he was on... Uh, he used he took, hard at that point. He was on quite a used set, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't deliberate. Yeah. No, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think Hamilton was trying to wipe him out. It was... Racing incident, but they always penalise the driver who is slightly behind at the corner exit. Yeah, and Albon's nose was in front. Yeah, oh, Albon was 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 way in front. I st- I still think it, I think it was a racing incident. I would say so, but you know, uh... and to be perfectly honest, I think it's a bad race because it is um, so like hit and miss of what it is. Um, I don't think there should have been a penalty because when you start giving penalties for these moves in a sport where we constantly say you can't overtake and people like yeah, stay, yeah. stick behind people. It's going to create the fear, isn't it? Yeah, the fear yeah. of trying to go for a move. Um, I see the, the reason I think he was impatient as well is because I don't I think he'd have had to start the next lap and I think he just struggled to get past him into turn one. Yeah. But up the hill... That's where you would have gone. But I don't think he'd have got him on the inside. But just because he had the soft tyres on, I think he could have got him with traction on the exit of that corner that's down what I mean. to... He's, that's what I mean. He still had like 10 laps left at that point, yeah, was it? Something yeah. like that. So just a little bit... I remember I think Martin Brundle said on the commentary, patience, Alex, you need five, a little bit of five patience. Five laps, wasn't yeah. it? Was it something like that? But oh, still, no, no, on, sorry, brand, on fairly Sorry. new softs, when the cars in front of yeah. you are struggling with gearboxes and on well-used hards, you've got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you've got time, you've got a bit of patience. You don't have to go for it straight away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes, his car was in front, 
but you've got to accept that might happen if you put your car in that position. Yeah. I think a, a little bit of naivety on his part, and I think just maybe a tiny yeah. bit of clumsiness from Hamilton, just sort of, he knew the car was there. Yeah, he, he they wasn't. They both could have avoided it, I think. He didn't, neither of them tried to have an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the move that Rosberg pulled at the same track. No, no, no. it wasn't. No, that was, that was <laughs> deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I do feel sorry for Albon because I think had he got past Hamilton cleanly, probably would have won that race. Yeah, because if he'd have got past Hamilton, I don't think Bottas would have been as hard a person to get past. No, no, I think um, yeah, I think Albon probably would have won the race if he uh, if he got past Hamilton cleanly. Mm-hmm. But even even with no points on the board, it's an encouraging start for Red Bull because they've, they've come out of the blocks with a quick car. It's whether the whether they can keep that car together. I don't think it is. I don't think it is a good start for Red Bull because when you look at where Red Bull were last year, they won that race on pace. Mm. They couldn't win this race on pace. It was later in the year, though. Mm. At the oh, start yeah, of the that, season yeah. last year, Red Bull were behind Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. but but even like, this is the the problem now. Like the uh, if Red Bull what if wanted to win a championship like with Max Verstappen. They needed to be fighting Mercedes, and they like they didn't. Well, they could have done. We just don't know what, what would happen with with Max Verstappen had his car not broken down. Mm-hmm. I still, I still think it would have had to be shenanigans. It would have had to be tire related because Max didn't seem like he, he was hanging on to them. But I think that was Mercedes managing a gap more than more than that. I mean, again, we've we, we've still got the reliability, but I'm just talking on a on a pace basis, yeah. Mm. The um, Austria is a is a speed circuit, but it's not an engine circuit. You know that's that's why teams like um, Red Bull have done so so well in the past. Button had his best finish for McLaren Honda there. I think he started he, he best qualified. He started third, didn't he? Finished something like that. Fourth, fifth, yeah. I think. Fifth, yeah. Fourth, fifth. Um, when the Honda engine was a dog. So if Red Bull aren't on Mercedes. When power doesn't matter as much, I don't see what how they're going to be. You know, as soon as we get away from Hungary, well, once we get out of Hungary, what happens to them? Yeah, it was the first three races. Um, we were saying when the calendar came out with the the, the you know Verstappen circuits, mm-hmm. you know, two Austrians and a Hungary. I also think that he, Verstappen, with this short season, is unless something crazy happens with reliability to Mercedes next this weekend, if they can both finish, he's out of the championship. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean, but the um, it's it's not a great start to the championship for them. But they are closer. I think they're closer to Mercedes at the beginning of this season. Okay, it's a late beginning, but at the beginning first race. Yeah, yeah, they're closer <clears throat> at this first race than they were last year's first race, and they are by far the second best team. There's no doubt. No, yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. no doubt that they are the only actual on track challengers for Mercedes. But the problem is, although this is the beginning of the season, we're still dealing with probably a half season. We're it's probably going to get 15 races yeah, in. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's good enough to challenge properly. And again, it's one of the, it's the circuit they should be challenging at. We'll see how the development goes as well, because that's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see over such a short mm-hmm. short space oh, of got, time. They've got another go this weekend. I mean, apparently the Styrian circuit is very similar to the Austrian one. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> but, but, but potentially wetter, they seem to think. Well, we thought it was going to rain this weekend, and it did mm, not. Mm. Disappointment. Looking, looking forward to it, and then Sunday morning. <laughs> the race oh, there was fine. All it was fine without the weather. Yeah, it was a Thursday <laughs> or Friday, and they were just like, oh, no, actually, this weather front is going to just totally miss us. It's going to be fine weather. <laughs> right, and next up, we have Haas. Another Good double God. DNF. 
Yeah, um, Magnuson. Well, who was he defending from when he had his uh, break it was issue? Ocon. Ocon and Ocon um, versus Magnuson. Ocon went past, and then Ocon was breaking, and all of a sudden, Magnuson went past. He just yeah. carried on. He loved but that straight so much. He just he, kept going. He had such a failure of brake disc that he didn't even try to make the corner. <laughs> no, and I could not blame <laughs> Kevin Magnuson for being like. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. I also like the fact that he thought, I'm going straight into something here. Best spin the car around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, um, was pr- that was possibly the best move that he's pulled in years. It's a man yeah. who knows how to crash, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was Magnus and the brought out. Was it the first safety car? Mm. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, it was a brake disc failure. We know that Hass has suffered from brake mm-hmm. problems in the past. Uh, and early breaking front wings, breaking rear wings. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean Gro- Grosjean lost all the running in one of the Friday sessions. Two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grosjean lost all, all the running in one, just about all the running in one of the Friday sessions because he had um, he had brake issues. Yeah, all that was brake pressure. Brake Although, pressure. yeah, he lost his pedal, didn't he? Went straight to the floor. Yeah, um, oh, but good. the um, needs a Fanatec load cell. Yeah, but the um, definitely not been looking at those. Yeah, you have, but the uh, six hundred quid for the brake problems that that Haas, both Haas cars suffered, are very reminiscent of of Haas brake problems of the past, where we've seen them just go straight on at the end of long straights. Yeah, what was it? Twenty eighteen, they went through two different brake manu- brake disc manufacturers yep. and still couldn't get it right. And yep. ended up having custom it was made a, ones. Turned out to be a brake cooling issue, didn't it? I think, in the end. Um, yeah, which is ironic because they couldn't get any temperature into the rest of the tyres. Yeah. So. Yeah, strange but I would like one to for congratulate Haas. the Haas team for getting through the first pit stops in the first race of the season. And keeping all four wheels on the car. Yeah, but they did not look like rock stars. No. That is true. Yeah. Magnussen was having a good race until his brakes failed. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he was, was he was battling with Ocon. Ocon he looked like good finished Magnussen. in the points, did he not? Yeah, they so, were looking yeah. they were looking yeah. for they were looking for points finish, perhaps, for, for at least one of their cars, mm. but the uh we saw Grosjean take a trip into the gravel and we were like, Of course mm. it's Grosjean first spin <laughs> of the season. But it it didn't look like it was it looked funny, didn't it? Even by Grosjean standards. Yeah, it, was it wasn't. Weird. It wasn't like a driver didn't know what he was doing. Kind of spin. It. It, it was brake issues, and then obviously Grosjean then retired mm-hmm. later on. After, go, after going in the gravel again, but he kept the front wing attached all the way through. That's why we knew it wasn't a typical Grosjean. Yes. Doing these um, back-to-back races is probably quite good for the people that have just come back or the newbies, isn't it? How do you mean? Sorry, you know, the, like an Ocon who's just who's oh, I been see, out for yeah, a while, you know, yeah, possibly. So he, d- he doesn't have to try and get the car set up or anything like that. Fire yeah, it's all sorted. Yeah, just yeah. in because like, same they right. can concentrate on pace in this yeah, coming Styrian yeah. Grand Prix, which I think is going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how much the times come down? Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Um, <laughs> or if in Ferrari's case, yeah. Oh well, anything with a Ferrari engine. Because all the Ferrari-powered cars were slower this year than they were last year. Weird, isn't it? Isn't it? The deficit wasn't quite as big as we thought it was going to be, but in qualifying pace, it's worse than McLaren Um, Honda's deficit. Well, you say that, but uh, what's his name? Given that they had an advantage last year. Where's where's what's his name? Giovinazzi. No, the. Ferrari boss was Benotto. yeah he said there's he, a man who hasn't had a lockdown haircut not at all <laughs> um, he reckons it's 0.7 of a second behind the Mercedes no it's 0.7 of a second off their last year's pace more like yeah no but that, that's where he reckons Ferrari is 0.2 nearly a second off 
her lap. In race pace, maybe, but not in qualifying pace. Qualifying is a lot more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, but yeah, it doesn't look good for any of the of the Ferrari powered. Yeah, but this this goes back cars, to what I'm saying yeah. about Red Bull, though, doesn't it? If they're that far behind uh, Mercedes on a non-engine dependent circuit, what happens when we get to Spa? Yeah. Ferrari double fucked. Possibly, yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot of other factors to put in, but I know what you mean. Mm. It, it, on a normal sort of, you know, dry, sunny day, yeah. no wind, no crashes, nothing happening. You have a straightforward race with Ferrari, probably not going to be on the pace. Yep. Um, Red Bull as well um, could be a little bit off. Again, it all depends on engine development and, and car development. Well, that's the other thing Bonotto said, that he didn't think they could do anything with the engine this year. He said they're, they're bringing updates. They're going to bring air updates and chassis updates and stuff. Yeah. But they can't fix the engine problem. It's, there's no quick fix, apparently. Yeah. That's because they couldn't fix it quickly in the first place. And they had to cheat like fuck. <laughs> Last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't know if they cheated or not, just because they're not allowed, uh, yeah, they're not think, allowed to tell us know. because it, um, <laughs> it will uh, reveal some of their internal secrets. I'm, so they uh, cheated there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to take the Ferrari fan backlash. They're definitely cheats. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, and they can't get away with it now because whatever they were doing last year, and they're not allowed to do this year, and mm. oops, they're really slow. Mm. This um, is the problem, isn't it? When you, when you rest yourself on uh, something that you shouldn't be doing and then it gets found out, what do you do then? Um, yeah. Move out, change your phone number. Oh, sorry. No, no, because <laughs> when you when you think of like what what teams are trying to get, it's like all of a sudden Ferrari's like, fuck. Now we've got to make seven tenths of a second per lap on Mercedes before we can make any improvements. Yeah, we've got to find this pace we've lost from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the en- the engine is an absolute dog. But Williams are next on the list, and they're not Ferrari powered. No, no, they are Mercedes powered. And George Russell should have scored points. Should have scored points and won the £250 if he'd done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Latifi, Latifi, obviously, we only had 12 finishes, didn't we, I think, in the yeah. end? Mm. Uh, Latifi, I think it was technically 13 classified, but 11 saw the challenge. Kvyat 11, wasn't. 11 crossed the line. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Kvyat and um, Albon both broke down late on. Yeah. So Latifi, just outside the points in his first race, purely because he was there... Uh, in, in the finish but hey like you said before you got to, to, to finish mm-hmm. first first you got to finish George Russell obviously didn't finish um, much having a good race as well he was yeah mm-hmm. but similar to Max Verstappen appeared to have some sort of mechanical issue which meant he could not continue it was a gearbox actually with, with his transmission yeah so, mm-hmm. uh, so when he went to change gear coming out of turn three nothing happened yeah. but it didn't sound like um, it didn't sound like anything broke no I think we yeah. saw the dash just like faded out yeah, at one point. Yeah, yeah. I think it was something just powered down. Yeah, so rather than try and make it back to the pits, he pulled over and was just like, nah, you're all right, actually. Thanks. Yeah. I'll just get out here. Enjoy the countryside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? <clears throat> but he was, George was looking, uh, it was looking good on Saturday. Damn near made it into Q2 for the first time in a Williams. 12 thousandths, wasn't it? 12 thousandths, something like that. Yeah. He, was, he, he was, was away so from close. getting into, the, into Q2. I, I think, thought he'd done it. Yeah, I did. Um, I. I wouldn't be surprised if he manages to do it this weekend. Depends. We were saying that everybody else is going to pick up their speed a little bit, aren't they? We're you think about, it will be relative, though? Talking about Williams, it really depends how aggressive uh, they want to be and how their development is going to go for the rest of the year. Mm. A lot of, the, but it's good a lot to of see the worry this year, though, 
is going to be with replacing engine components because they've still got the same number. But how long do they have to use them for? I know, it's a, it's a gamble, yeah, isn't it? Because they don't know the rest of the calendar At yet. the moment, we've got eight races. So have you got, th- have you got three sets for eight races? Or have you got three sets for or 15? 15 yeah. Or any number in between those two? Yeah. it's a, it's. A, I will say this for Williams. It's positive given what we've seen and heard coming out of Williams since the beginning of 2020 uh, in the, you know losing the Rocket sponsorship deal. Um having to you know find extra financing from somewhere um possibly selling part of the team the car is not thousands of miles off the pace like it has been the last couple of years it's there or thereabouts it's it's last but closer to Haas. it possibly yeah you got one qualified ahead of two alfa romeo yeah 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 it looks like with a little bit of luck williams could finish the season Seventh, maybe the, the, this midfield from like the third team right the way to maybe. the back. I I do I still think they'll be last in the constructors because like when you're saying that he, uh, they over um, they out qualified like two Alfa Romeos, two Alphas and a Haas. But during the race, although the Alphas certainly weren't like good by any stretch of the imagination, they were still much quicker than Williams. I think I think it's just I on. don't know I don't know. I was looking at race pace and. Um, George certainly. That's the thing. Was, I think com- was comparable the difference. to um, to the speed yeah. that the Alphas and the Hasses were going. Yeah, I think George is just wringing the neck of that car. Uh, probably why it, it broke. It, yeah, <laughs> probably. It could be that it's a case of um, maybe the maybe the car. All right, it's better than last year. Latifi is getting everything out of the car that can be got out of the car, but George Russell is like the plus one on it. Yeah, he's, he seems to be one of those drivers that can, like a Max Verstappen or a Lewis Hamilton, that can take a car and make it go quicker whether it wants to or not. I, th- I think that's the case. And I think what Kubica was doing in the Williams last year was what the Williams was capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think I think he proved I think he sort of showed that more when he drove the uh, drove Alpha. the Alpha yeah, during yeah, absolutely. Uh, during preseason testing because yeah. he was doing he was doing times that were far in advance of what anyone expected the uh, the Alpha to do with well, him yeah. in it. He was quicker than Giovinazzi, wasn't he? Yeah, he wasn't as quick mm-hmm. as Kimi, but he was quicker than Giovinazzi. Yeah, so I, I think I, so. I think um, I think George Russell is an extra an extra half second. Mm-hmm. In that car, quite likely, which nicely leads us on to Alpha, who are the next next team on the list, I believe. Yeah, now fifty thousand, uh, sorry, five thousand euros lighter for an iffy yeah. pit stop. Yeah, that was yeah. one hell of a wheel failure. So lucky, mm. yeah. Like, you know, Vettel, Vettel was so close to Kimi getting as well. wiped out by that by the wheel because oh, he overtook Kimi, obviously, when Kimi yeah. decided to. But but when he, he passed the wheel, but then had to turn the corner, so mm-hmm. the wheel could have hit mm-hmm. him as he was turning the corner. Yeah, I think they're lucky with how the tire ended up landing as well, because it obviously hit the barrier and came yeah. back a bit, but landed on its side, whereas yeah. it could have quite easily rolled back onto the track. Yeah, yeah. I said at the beginning of this weekend that, uh, and I think I said it on a race blog on Sunday that Giovinazzi needs a really good season this year. He needs to put Kimi away, and he. He really hasn't. He hasn't done that at no. all. It's a bad time for Alpha at the minute because, all right, we say this round about every every July. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this it for Kimmy, or is Kimmy going to replace Kimmy? And I think this might be the last one for him. I think it is, but I don't think. I, I think if uh, I think Giovinazzi might be gone as well. I was going to say it's going to be a thing. whole new lineup in that team next yeah. season. But I think, uh, uh, as far as I can see, you're going to have um, 
Mick Schumacher in that car, no, no matter what happens. Do you not think so? No, he's no, not going to get the points. He's nowhere near the best of the he Ferrari was, uh, drivers. He was the worst of the Ferrari junior drivers in Formula will he, 2. Will he not get them even over the course of the season? You no. have to be top three in the championship to right, have Right, okay, points. that's that's just not happening. No, it's it? going to be, it's probably going to be Isla, Schwartzman or Armstrong right. next year. What if they bang him in, in, in uh, practices? He has to have 25 points to be doing practice. I think it's, he's got to finish top six to be I, able to do Friday he mornings. Might, he might have enough to do a Friday morning because he was FIA. You get points for that now, don't you? You get you do get points for doing it, but obviously you need enough points to get there in yeah, the first yeah. place. You've got you've got a twenty five points to be able to do Friday practice, and you get one point for every Friday practice up to. This is license points, not yeah. championship yeah. points. Yeah. Just to point this out yeah. to all listeners so who, who don't. He would have had. He would have had. We I think it was twenty five points for winning FIA European Formula Three three years ago. They might have come two years off ago. Now. Two years yeah, ago. Yeah, this is his second year in. So yeah, he might have enough for a Friday morning. This is the kind of thing we should have looked up before. Yeah, yeah. But yeah this is what happens when we're unscripted. Friday morning, but um, I wonder if that yeah. would get him the points if they, you know, come into. No, because he would need to do fifteen because you need forty for a super ah, license. So if it. he's got twenty-five, he would need. He'd probably need to be top six. In Maybe F2. Kimmy will be then because if they haven't got the drivers to plug in, or no, Sebastian exactly. Vettel. I'm just going to start suggesting him for everything yeah, now. There's no way Sebastian Vettel is going to go to Alfa Romeo. Oh, no. Mick Schumacher only needs uh, sixth or better in the F2 Championship this year to get over 40. What we've seen so far, that's a stretch. That's gonna be, yeah, that's gonna be, that is going to be a stretch. He, he might need his miracle uh, and he doesn't car ha- again. And he doesn't now have enough for Fridays. He's on 20 at the minute. Ooh. Right. But what they could do is, is if how many does he need for Fridays? 25. He needs 25, but he only needs 14 for a young driver test, so they could stick him in one of those for lols. Yeah, but what I was thinking was, is so, I wonder if as soon as he's got his enough to get him FP1s. That'll be next year, though. You, yeah. you only get your super license points at the end of the campaign. Oh, once right. So, they, so, so there's why, no way of getting them in the car this year no, to do those. No, that's why right. they had to wait so late to announce Latifi right, last year because okay. they had to make sure he would have the license points. Because even if they got him in the car, like I mean, a a, a team of Giovinazzi and Mick Schumacher is not what you call a point-scoring machine, is no, it? No, it is not. No. No. no, I think next year's Alpha, like you say, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be... Um, One of the three that don't have famous dads plus a veteran. Yeah. Mm. I think, um, yeah. I'm tempted towards Isla because he looked good, but Schwartzman destroyed F3 last year. I think Schwartzman is is my favourite of the five that are in F2. Is it Armstrong that that had a really strong debut? Yes, Armstrong was second in the feature race and was looking good in the sprint and then broke down. Um I th- yeah, Schwartzman I think is the best of the five, but I think probably could do with a bonus season. If Kimi leaves, it'll be Grosjean. A possibility. Maybe. He's still got the eye on that Ferrari drive, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Maybe he People should put his eyes on the bloody road and <laughs> actually maybe get yeah, it could be Magnussen if Haas oh, finally get around to having that full clear out. Yeah. Don't forget, they still own Ericsson. Yeah, because they sort of do still own Ericsson. Mm, they do yeah. sort of own Ericsson. He's still their do official they know, reserve driver. Do they know that they own Ericsson? Have they forgotten? Uh, I think they get reminded every time they put a Husky chocolate logo uh, on the car. Mm. And uh, Robert Kubica is you know, still there. That's not mm. a stupid bet it for could, someone to come the, in. The, vet- the veteran could be Kubica. Yeah, yeah mm. it pays Kub- well, doesn't it? Kubica Islet, maybe, for next year, possibly. Or Kubica mm. enter rookie 
Yeah, yeah. maybe. Because Ferrari get to decide one of the seats, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Giovinazzi is that seat. seat Let's be moment. honest, Ferrari get to decide the seats. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. But the... Um, yeah, I, I, I do worry a little bit for, for Alpha because... And for Giovinazzi, because he looked like a really good prospect when he first started. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plugged in for Pascal Verlein, and when Verlein had his um, his accident and hurt his back, um, he looked really good. And then last season, it took him a while to get going. And then towards the end of the season, it was like, oh, okay, maybe there is something to Antonio mm-hmm. Giovinazzi. Uh, and then I, th- I said, this season, he really needs to put Kimi away. And Kimi overtook him on track. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, and not only was it, did he overtake him on track, he um, he was told to move out of the way. Right. Okay. Yeah, you because know, it was it was it was an it was an allowed move, wasn't it? So not only did did Kimmy, I have think to he go, fought him a bit, didn't he? he? Had a bit of a maybe fought him, but when when he went past, it was very much a all right on you go, lad. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want to be 23, 24, I think Giovanazzi is, that, uh, yeah. having your forty-one-year-old teammate just you know. Yeah, rinse you yeah. every weekend. Yeah. I think yeah. he's, he's like, I mean, Ferrari are getting to a similar thing, I think, to where Red Bull were with their meat grinder sort of five, mm. six years back, where they've they've signed loads, they're starting to realise which ones are good, and now they just they don't have the seats for half of them. So a load Well, they've of them signed Carlos Sainz ahead of you know anyone mm. else in the Ferrari Driver Academy for next mm-hmm. year. So that's you know that speaks volumes, doesn't mm-hmm. it? How much faith they have in their own driver well, academy. Well, look at um, this is where driver academies don't seem to be working. You can argue the same for Red Bull now because Max was signed outside of the driver academy. Album was sacked from the driver academy and then rehired. So you can say he was brought in outside the the, the academy. Really, Gasly was demoted from Red Bull back to Toro Rosso because he wasn't good enough. Yeah, Kvyat was and binned. Kvyat was binned twice, <laughs> and has been brought back because they didn't have anybody with enough super license turns points out, to put in that car. Turns out, if you sign ten racing drivers, you don't get ten Formula <laughs> One drivers. Correct. I They're like shinies. The problem is that because they have and... because they have gone through this, like let's just stick a new one in. When they rejigged the super license points thing a couple of years back, it used to be that if you won FIA European Formula 3, you instantly had enough points mm. to be an F1. Same with F3. Because that's, well, that's, that's how Max got in, because he, uh, he bypassed... Yeah, Lando as well. Lando yeah. didn't yeah. need to fuck about with F2. He had enough for uh, a license straight away. He just went there for, I think, the experience, because mm. the seat wasn't there. It does make sense. It does make sense that if you win like a premier class feeder series, you <laughs> should be allowed into Formula 1. <coughs> Not, not maybe not. Sort of. I, I, I think the point system should be there mm-hmm. to keep the idiots out. Yeah. But I think there should be, or even if the points are there, but like a dispensation. If you, if you win F two or F three, then you can mm-hmm. put your name towards the board, and they That's will look at your record. Only F two. Only F two. I'd throw enough. indie lights in there as well. Yeah. 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 Really. <laughs> no. Patrizio no, Award is like the most hyped thing to come out of there recently he did one f2 race and was so shit he got binned yeah. from all of it that's it that seemed harsh as well you know meat grinder isn't it yeah but you know is it like, like that's what i mean about thinking of it as like premier class ones there should be if you're if you're in like a world championship feeder program and you do really well at it mm. then the sh- you should be able to bypass or even you should be able to bypass it to fp ones and if you can do whatever percentage you want of of your teammates' time or of like the fastest lap time, then you should be, yeah, like applicable for it. But 
Anyway, I don't care yeah. about them. You know, if it's if it's a license, make it, make them take a test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's mean, a stupid idea. But Alfa Romeo, though, going going forward, it's it's going to be tough for them with the Ferrari engine, uh, the Sauber development. Yeah, who we don't know. Uh, you know, obviously they're following a Ferrari philosophy, but a Ferrari uh, deciding to rejig their entire car mm-hmm. that doesn't speak well for Alfa. So we'll see what happens with Alpha, but I do expect them to be uh, lingering at the back for most of the season amongst the Haas and the Williams, yeah. which is a shame for them, really. It is a shame. Yeah, Three-way three fight for the minor placings. Mm. I think that's what might do it for uh, them as far as keeping Kimi. You know, I can I can see Kimi enjoying Formula 1 if he was in the midfield and he's racing people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like the sort of guy that wants to hang well, around. Well, this, this is his ideal zone. season. Getting blue flagged. No yeah. fans, no press, no sponsorship commitments. Yeah, <laughs> this should be good for him. You know, yeah. I, ju- I just turn up and drive a car and don't have to talk to anyone. Formula- Shit, where do I sign? Can we do this every year? Formula Kimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even when I do have to speak to someone, it's like from a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> just pretend you can't hear them and walk off. <laughs> right, who is next up? Renault, I believe. Um, yes, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Ricardo DNF. What was the issue with his car? Because it just broke. Slowed it did break. Slowed I and can't stopped. Off the top he was uh, following. Was he following Ocon? I can't remember. He was following somebody quite closely. Um, actually, I think I'm feeling it was a McLaren. He was following a McLaren mm. quite closely. Probably really science then. Following a McLaren quite closely, and then all of a sudden, when it looked like he might go for the move, he didn't go for the move. It didn't go well, yeah. and uh, all of a sudden, it, 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 he had to back out of the move. And then, before he knew it, he was miles down the order. Well, apparently, uh, Daniel Ricciardo rattled um, Ocon because Ocon couldn't work out how he was so fast. Well, interesting. It, Daniel Ricciardo's not had a. 18 months out of Formula 1. Yeah, that probably No, helps. no, but look, like, looking at the data, apparently Ocon couldn't work out why he was quicker than him. Multiple race winner, Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. Well, he's only, this so is this multiple f- crasher. Well, faster Ocon. than fighter with teammate. <laughs> I've said for ages, he wasn't as good as um, Sergio Perez. Sergio Perez is at best a B-tier driver. Um, and... I, I don't I didn't I thought he Ocon was good enough to get into Formula One. Uh he was good enough to fight for his place in Formula One. I don't believe he did enough to come back. I think it's gonna become evident. Ah, that French that, passport speaks speaks volumes. Yeah, that will become evident over the season as to sort of, you know, the Ricardo Ocon yeah. battle. After one round it's definitely Ricardo's um Do Ricardo rinsed him. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. he was in down in single lap sixteenth or some of that, and Ricardo was up fighting for points. Yeah, single lap pace, and in terms of um, general, you know, race. Yeah, race I pace mean as that, well. that was the biggest gap between teammates this weekend. It was Bear- Ocon who got points, though. Oh yeah, no, it, <laughs> but it's, I, I know what you mean, but mm. I think that rule only applies if you've crashed into the side of somebody. Yeah, uh, Ricardo did tell the reporters afterwards it was a cooling issue, apparently. Okay, mm. not left his lagers in too long. Maybe. Mm. Hopefully they'll sort that out for this coming weekend. Then may not be as much of an issue if, um, if we're going to get rain. No, no. I think we've seen be. this before at dry Austria, haven't we? That just because of the long straights and the constant thrashing, it can be a bit, yeah. a bit of a. And the fact they've got eating. mountains instead of rumble strips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is it? It's the circuit with the third highest percentage of um, driving flat out behind Spa and Monza. I think so, yeah. Nice. Oh, okay, but yeah, but, but it's, it's the curbs. Short. It's the curbs that really do them, yeah. though, isn't yeah. it? 
That's why we're getting the messages for lots of drivers to stay off the curbs. Mm. But yeah, Renault was. Um, Renault had. I don't say they had an anonymous race because they didn't, but they, they they didn't appear to be much improved from where they finished last season. They, they didn't appear to have fallen back any. Either. I thought they the looked good in Ricardo's hands. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. difficult better to judge at the start it, of the season than it was at the start of last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But where they finished last season, they, you know, they kind of appear to be roughly in the same place, kind of able to fight with a with a with a team that's a little bit f- further up the order, mm. but not able to pull anything off. Yeah, they're not back to where they were in 2018. No, no, no. no. Uh, you know, they're, they're able to race, but not pass, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It could it, it, This season, they're kind of stuck in the middle, and this season will go one of two ways. I think the way the... Because they, they didn't bring their developments either, did they? They were like no, they've, they've, they've got new developments coming in. They said they had three small improvements yeah. on the uh, on the Barcelona car or the, mm. the Melbourne car or and are they are they bringing those after Hungary because uh, Hungary's the third race isn't it Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll see more at Silverstone because mm. I think McLaren's doing the same thing, isn't it? McLaren bring, are bringing their updates to Silverstone. I don't know. Do you know what? I've lost track. Sure. All mm. I know is we saw a, a new Mercedes floor going in like the second the flag yeah. dropped. It was like instant. There it is. So, but yeah, everyone else's development schedule, I've kind of. Lost I, I think I think Ren will be all right. I think coming coming towards the end of this season or midway th- way through this season, like you say, pro- probably when we get to Silverstone, wherever midway ends up being, mm. um, it could either be two weeks' time or October. Yeah, I think you're going to see Racing Point McLaren and Renault very close to each other. That would be good for Renault. And I think Ferrari are going to drop behind them. Maybe I thought, uh, or at least be with them. Yeah. They're not going to be with Red Bull. No, no, I wouldn't have thought that Ferrari would be with Red Bull. It would be very um, harsh. It would be very impressive development if they were. Mm. Um, I, I feel I, I feel sorry for Sebastian. I hope he, hope he beats Leclerc. I think it's fucking hilarious, the rest of it. <laughs> if, you take, if you take Vettel out of the situation, I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I've been saying it all. I've been saying it all week, and I'll say it again before we get to Ferrari. It's nineteen ninety one all over again. Can I, yeah, the car's that's... a dog, and they've got a lead driver that's leaving and doesn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> kind of just to point out as well that uh, these cars carry over to twenty twenty one. Yeah, they, yes. So there we go. And We're then right. and then they've got a whole rule shake up to get wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all aero. Yeah, and, so. it's, and don't forget it's an engine freeze as well. So they've got yeah. to they've yeah, got if to this work out. Fucked, they're yeah. fucked like long term. They've got yeah. to, they've got to work out how to do what they were doing, but legally. Six for now. Uh, yeah, at the moment. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo" or we avoid it altogether with excuses like "I had a long day at work." Or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash fourwheels and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. 
Go to GetRoman.com slash four wheels today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash four wheels. GetRoman.com slash four wheels. So who's after Renner? Alpha Tauri. And we did clarify over the weekend, didn't we? It is Tauri. It is. Yeah. Because Alpha Tauri sounds like Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. If you're going to race, race at home. But if you can't race at home, race somewhere else. Go to the pubs, but don't go to the pubs. And um, be safe, but don't stay too safe. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Kvyat was classified but didn't finish. He had that puncture. There was a, him and Vettel had a li- little bit of contact a when Vettel brushing, went past. I think. Mm. Yeah. And I think we think that's what might have caused Kvyat's puncture. Is he is he went to break into turn one, his back tires went no thanks, and just <laughs> let go in spectacular style with two laps to go. Was yeah. that? It was was it the penultimate one? Penultimate it looked lap. it looked more like a suspension failure. Don't but... don't forget we we were actually surprised by the finish because we didn't know what we yeah, didn't know what lap we were on. Like, oh, shit, like, the checkered flag. Yeah. Lando, shit, Lando, this this is happening. Kvyat's returned. Oh fuck, Bottas has just won. Yeah. <laughs> Crap, that's it, race is over. Yeah, yeah. At that some point near in the, the end, room. a wheel came off Kvyat for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, am I right in thinking that the they did if it wasn't for the retirements, they looked nothing like scoring points? I think Gasly was in the top ten at uh, some, point. some point. I think he was kind of, before a lot of people mm. dropped out, he was sort of skirting around the top but, ten. But they're sort of, they're, they're more towards Haas. Than they yeah, are they're towards... probably a sort of thirteenth, fourteenth, yeah. naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're probably the he- if we're going to say this, like at the head of the back packers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, or the or the Formula, Formula of 1. midfield. One point six is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> they're like the front of the bollocks. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Does that make Bottas a bell end? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bottas is all right. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're a bit anonymous, to be honest, for most most of the race. Yeah, Alpha Tauri, yeah. yeah. Gasly was, um, he usually does something quite spectacular, uh, you know, in terms of either, you know, passing cars to, you know, in places where you really wouldn't expect people uh, Gasly to pass anyone, um, or does something ridiculously stupid early doors in, in a season. But no, very anonymous race for both uh, Gasly and Kvyat. Um I think I think the Kvyat wheel coming off bit was about as much screen time as they got. Yeah, I don't think to they the got... To the extent when we saw it, I was like, which livery is that? I can't remember. Yeah. I did put on the blog that Vettel overtook Kvyat like a torpedo. Like a torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vettel did pass Kvyat. It was roughly half a lap before that, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's just under the heavy braking for turn one. Whatever it was that let go on Kvyat's car, let go in a big mm-hmm. way. And he said, puncture, I'm done, I'm out, see you later. And... Yeah, that was that was race over for Danny Kvyat. And you can't, can't really, can't, can't really yeah. got much more to say about no. that. But the whole office hour performance, it was just meh. Yeah, sure they sold some nice he, t-shirts. No, do you know what? I, Expensive scarves. When they released that car, I thought that looks fucking ace. But it doesn't look great on on no, track, it does doesn't, it? No. no, the Williams looks good on track. Williams looks all right. But yeah, I was quite surprised because I I thought that was going to look like the best looking car in the grid. I, it's McLaren actually the best. I think the best looking car on the grid is that black Mercedes. Do you think? Because yeah. I think it just looks like the. Because uh, I looked at it when they released it, and I thought that looks ace. 
And then when I saw it on track, I think it looks like the Honda McLaren. No, I just think it looks mean as fuck. No, I really, no, no. really like it. It doesn't look like the Honda McLaren. It's gone quickly. It moves. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like Instagram, though, isn't it? With good lighting and a bit of a filter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. It can look good. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, racing point up next then. Mm-hmm. Strolling Q3. Yes. Not just strolling Q3. Uh, I The pink Mercedes, as we've joked about them being because obviously it's very close aerodynamically to last year's Mercedes um, but if you have Stroll an okay car he appears to do an okay job yeah we've ragged quite a lot on Stroll over he the last three years he was quite far behind like oh not far behind because it, it was so tight but you know when actual qualifying shook out you know Perez stood out over him I think there was a couple, but we've said this it, before. Uh, qualifying is just about Stroll's weakest area because I mean, how many times did he get knocked out in Q1 yes. last year yeah, and still fair. end up in the points that's, at the end of the race? That's yeah. fair, yeah, he can race, but yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, I mean, David Coulthard was shit over one lap. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's one, uh, one shot qualifying destroyed him. Oh, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. yeah. But the um, the race that Stroll was having looked like he could have been up there with Perez. Yeah. You know, uh, he probably would have been very close to Sergio mm. Perez had he not had that issue, which looks like he um, ran wide either at turn one or where there were, you know, the problem curbs just one too many times. Mm-hmm. And it was because of Stroll's issue that the other teams were alerted that there might be an issue with cars running over the. Yeah. Over the. It was a He's of jumped Giovinazzi in my league. He's, he's what he's jumped yeah, Giovinazzi. Yeah, for like drivers should that should be in Formula One. He jumped over Giovinazzi. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. I think Stroll he, he's done a very competent job in a mm. in a car that looks to be possibly the third, maybe the fourth best on the grid at the yeah. moment. Mm. It's hard to tell, but um, but yeah, it was the curbs that caused the diff problem, and of course that just lost him all his traction coming out he, of corners, and he was losing massive amounts of speed. And he was just the last exit. one. Yeah, the, he was just the first one to find the problem. So you know, it's. It's unfortunate when that happens because everybody else gets warned about it. Mm. Much like uh, the only thing I could think of was a British Grand Prix 2013, I think, when Hamilton got a puncture. Oh, the, the, year, of, the year of all the punctures. Yeah, yeah, yes. and everyone was told to stay away from the curb because of the punctures. Just unfortunate that it happened to Hamilton first. Mm. Uh, it happens sometimes in, in you know you get problems with with certain things on on certain circuits. But otherwise, I think Stroll would have been up there with Perez, and we know that Perez very narrowly missed out on a podium. I'm ju- I don't think he'd have had the race pace to to match Perez or Lando or Sainz, to be perfectly honest. He Maybe been a bit of solid, like ahead of Gasly. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah, he, would, yeah. he would have been up there with those cars, though. I think. I think he. I think he'd be backing them up. Racing is his. Uh, racing is his. Is a is his stronger point. Yeah. Not the um, qualifying, as Paul said. You know, he's, he is able to race. Point. Yeah, <laughs> what what he's not able to do is notice when cars come up behind him, which is strange because right towards the end of the race, Sergio Perez totally did not see Lando Norris coming up no. uh, at turn three. No, but uh, we've got a theory behind that because uh, it was just after the penalty got announced. And Sean, it was you that said it. It was probably on the radio arguing with the team over the uh, pit lane speeding penalty had just been given. Don't and think didn't it was me who said that. Was, no, it you I that don't think that? that was credited to me. He just wasn't. He wasn't looking in his mirrors. Went for the apex, and all of a sudden there was a McLaren at the apex, and yeah. they, they had a bit of a bash just as they went in. Luckily, it didn't damage either car, but um, and it was unfortunate for Perez because had he not done that uh, pit lane speed, he probably would have got a podium. Mm. Um, well, he shouldn't have tried to wipe out science in the pits. 
That wasn't his fault. No. Wasn't Lando? It was Lando, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was Lando. Yeah, they came out roughly. Yeah, it would have been an unsafe release from Racing Point. Not his problem. He got the green light to go. That was another one where I thought they they might have been slightly overzealous with penalties because. What, uh, pit lane speeding? No, oh, sorry, it was speeding, was it? Yeah, I think it was, it was a separate, separate release. Separate no, right. issue. Yeah. No, no, he got, the, he, got the, no, he got the penalty for going 1.2 or 1.2 kilometers an hour over the speed oh, limit. Fuck it. Any any speeding in the pit lane is an instant penalty. Wonder why speed? Wonder why his limiter didn't stop that? No Might idea. Might just been late on the button. Mm. No idea. Not not clear. But, but I think but that uh, their pit was. No, this is the same thing that. Um, George Russell had in F2. They had a uh, their garage was right at the far end, so um, there isn't time for the limiter to kick in. Maybe, possibly, oh, oh, right. heading out. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and particularly with being so close to someone else, mm. he might have been a bit faffy. Yeah, maybe. So there isn't actually time for the limiter to catch it, right? Because uh, it's measured on the average speed over the distance from your pit box to the pit Not exit line. What speed you're actually yeah. going. So there will be some there will be some cases with drivers where they will be clocked for a minute portion of a second yeah. going over the pit lane speed limit, but the limiter catches it and pulls them back down and then the average across the full distance uh means that they stay below eighty kilometers that an hour. That seems like a bad way of doing it. Yeah, I think it's yeah. done on speed gun like it is like it is here not it's not like a man with a fucking hair dryer exactly yeah, yeah. But, but i thought they had like radar yeah that's what i think it is but the signs look good for racing point for the rest of the season let's be honest it, it, look, it looks okay it yeah. looks a lot yeah. they look they look like they are they are going to be fighting at the top of the second division however many of the however mm. many teams are in that second division yeah it's either them or mclaren that have got the third best car at the moment tell you what um, they are a enticing team for somebody to join, you know. Yeah, but when they rebrand as Aston Martin next year, well, not even well. Yeah, but even t- towards the future, I think this they've m- played a fucking masterstroke that will le- that will make Aston Martin a championship contender come twenty twenty two, because they could have, well do. Yeah, they know what next year's car is. They know what next year's car is because it's last year's Mercedes. Yeah, and they, but <laughs> but they also know the. They know the they know the path they can take on it. They're getting help. They're gonna. They've had maybe had help with what they're doing. They're designing twenty twenty two cars now. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of the top teams are already working on that. But but they can shift focus completely very near because they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I just think it's it. You've got a good car this year. You're going to have a decent car next year. And I I really do think this is going to be a building process that puts Austin Martin as one of the top teams in Formula One. But yeah, at the moment, they're looking ahead of Ferrari uh, in terms of actual pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That big Solid lump. mid-shaft. Having the Mercedes lump in the back is not going to do them any damage. <laughs> no, that's not going to do them any, any damage at all, no. Um that technical partnership that they've uh, that they've got with Mercedes, making sure that all the rear end suspension is the same. Well, because, it has to be to fit the gearbox. Yeah, because they, uh, they don't make their own gearboxes; yeah. they buy them in from Mercedes. Well, if you look at the back end of this year's Mercedes, it's a lot different to all the other cars. So the rear end of this year's Racing Point is probably identical to last year's Mercedes. Mm. So I can understand why they've gone down the route that they have. Yeah, I think I, think I can. I, I can also understand why other teams are like, "Excuse me, that's not very fair." Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, but the thing is, 
is nobody was really moaning about it when it was Haas doing it with Ferrari. Nobody was moaning about it when it was uh, Toro Rosso doing it. Yeah. It looked like a Mercedes. It just drove like... Yeah, the Nazi. only the, the only thing they're upset is is the fact that Racing Point have done it well. Yeah, they've done it mm. slightly better than everyone yeah. else, and yeah. now everyone else is just jealous they didn't do it yeah. to the same yeah. level. I remember when we had Scarbs on uh, the show for our very first um, pre-season uh, preview in the March. Many. Yeah, <laughs> when uh, he said, "I've seen the underneath that car, and it's still very much a Racing Point Force India underneath the car, mm-hmm. underneath the skin, but the skin is very much Mercedes." Yeah. Mm. Uh, I I I'm happy to have Racing Point fighting for podiums. I'm happy that that like it it seems this year that um Red Bull um McLaren and Racing Point and Ferrari are all going to fight for podiums. I mean, you got well. You got you got this year's Merck and McLaren and Racing Point on the podium. It looked like a giant fucking licorice all sort. I'm all I'm, <laughs> I'm semi convinced Merck will win every race though. Every race, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it's uh, well, they, they, they did look strong, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's for is it Ferrari next on the list? Are we into the top three, uh, possibly. Let's have a look. Oh, I've lost my uh, oh, lost my Christ. list. Oh, Chris! Yay, Chris. technology! Keep it well, together. Yes, it is. Uh, Ferrari are third. Um, Somehow, uh, Charles Leclerc able to wrestle that absolute beast of a car mm-hmm. around. Um, and, and just being lucky with the safety cars, he's admitted himself he was lucky with the safety cars. P two probably wasn't on. Oh, he said it, he said it felt it was as good as a win for him. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I've always championed him. <laughs> <laughs> he's your favourite, isn't he? <laughs> no, he did a good job, didn't he? It was a good. He, drive. He's really like he, we didn't see much of him mm. in the race. Stayed out of trouble, didn't yeah. yeah, he just he, kept it clean. And... He got some hassle off Norris early mm. doors, and then eventually got past uh, mm. Lando, and. Um, yeah, apart from that, we didn't really see an awful lot of, of, of Charles Leclerc. Uh, my favourite point of Charles Leclerc was the qualifying at the end of P2 when he asked, are we safe? And the rep- response came back, yeah, P10. He responded, that's crazy. Yeah. As it, <laughs> I think I tweeted, um, Charles, you're P10. And Charles' response was basically, fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Vettel, Vettel, Q2. Yeah. Well, his lap wasn't as bad as his qualifying lap last year. He just didn't make it to Q3. <laughs> um, it, it was better, but also worse. It, he, he was better. The car was worse. Yeah. Um, and looking at the onboard lap that Formula One themselves have put out of Vettel going you know, by himself around the, around the track during the race, he's the car is twitching here, there, and everywhere. It twitches one way. It twitches the other. It's understeering. It's oversteering. He can't put his foot down because Bonato, Bonato did the, the balance say, is so bad. Yeah, he, he did say after the after the race that something happened with what they did with the car from Friday to Saturday, and Friday Seb was happy with the car, and, and Saturday, Saturday he wasn't. It was just gone. Yeah, and it just left you know, a dust cover on or something. <laughs> I mean, they the brought the upgrades forward, the ones that they weren't going to bring in till Hungary. They're now bringing in this weekend. It's not oh, an idea. upgrade. It's essentially a new car, isn't it? Uh, well, I don't know if it's a new car. I think it's. I can't help but think that's a PR stunt from Ferrari. What we need a new car? Yeah, yeah. But the um, no, no, because I, I think they're trying to make it sound like they're like they're changing everything radically. Where, um, I mean, real realistically, m- like any teams that brought updates this weekend had a new car mm. from. Absolutely, testing. but but no no aero package on that car is going to fix that engine. No, no, that's exactly it. 
No, it's uh, what is it? A new aero package or some of it that they're bringing straight in? We're going to use it hungry. Well, that's going to work well because when Ferrari are like reactionary, it always works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a bad idea to bring it to the same circuit that you've just nope. had a bit of a disaster because oh, you will mm. see very quickly whether it's mm. better or not. Yeah. But yeah. Well, Bonotto's screwed. He's got the vote of confidence from the CEO. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. Matteo Bonotto Gone has by been Silverstone. a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sebastian Vettel might as well come out of the garage, not even get into it on Friday, just put a sledgehammer through the engine. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes faster. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think the upper is? <laughs> Seb, oh, it's I, not I hammer love, time. I love seeing Ferrari struggle. It makes me feel all warm and cosy. The thing is, it, it, it harks back to what we were saying earlier in the podcast. That's about, hilarious. Well, yeah, it's hilarious because <laughs> we think, well, we're 99% sure they were cheating last year. 99.9. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark Webber, did you, hear, did you hear his quote last week about Ferrari? No, no. I didn't, no. Struth. Yeah. <laughs> Forget Marinello. Stop being all, basically, stop being all Ponzi and Italian. Move to Britain, you'll do better. Wow. That will not go down well with the uh, Italians. Yeah. <laughs> no, it will not go down well yeah. with any of the. It will go down well with the Conservative Party as well, all the bloody foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> 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 better do it quick. <laughs> Only got till November. <laughs> yeah. So, suddenly, this car manufacturer moves over from Italy and renames itself Blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what Ferrari is. <laughs> yeah. Referred to as the strutting bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that. St. George Cross with an angry bulldog on it. Tommy Robinson in as a uh, team owner. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they are the stumbling pony this week. Nigel Farage, the. Uh... Oh no, Farage. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, I can see what Mark Webber's saying. Only race at Silverstone. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. The, uh, the um, I can see what Mark Webber's saying about uh, you know stop with the you know the the harking back to previous glories and things like that because it doesn't work well in any sport if you look at any team that harks back to previous glories and tries to recreate that somehow. It doesn't work. Usually takes about 30 years to win the Premier League. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, Liverpool are a prime example of that in the Premier League. Congratulations to them for winning the Premier League this season. But it's only after uh, Jurgen Klopp came in and was basically wipe the board, start with doing it my way, and this is the way we're going to do it. But in keeping with how the club has worked before, that mm. and success has just come along. Brilliant. They've won, well, they've won Champions League last year mm. and Premier League this year. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, How did Portsmouth get on tonight, by the way? They did not go through. Oh. Uh, and well done for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got... That's the, the kind of the way you should do it. The philosophy is you've got to change with the sport, but also, you know, there's, there's a fine line to try and keep the imbalance. Moving to Britain, is totally, that's, that's not going to be what's going to happen to Ferrari. They won't do that. They'll stay in Italy. And also, they'd get it wrong, wouldn't they? Yeah, of Let's course they would. Honest. Yeah, they, they, they'd be in like Inverness or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to move to the area where all the Formula One teams are, where you've got the local circuit that everyone's able to sort of do some development work at, and Ferrari moved to three doors down from Alton Park. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's not a bad shout. They could buy Alton Park and just test there all year. <laughs> Marin Alton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> File Dorano. 
<laughs> maybe yeah file the runner Jerby. Yeah, Jerby. Just move to the, just move over here. Move to the Isle of Man. <laughs> well, they are the three-legged horses. Well, I'm mm. going to quit with those now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, I'm yeah. glad you backed out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Ferrari, do I, I know what Mark Webber's saying? They do need to stop this uh, constant. Look at who we are. Look at how great we've been. The, when you take away the fact that Kimi Räikkönen looked into a championship in 2007. Mm-hmm. They haven't done anything really since the year before that. Massa. They had a good car. They had a good car and they almost won the world championship. But what they did do is they They weren't successful though. uh, They almost won the world championship and then destroyed themselves forever. I think they won the constructors that year, didn't they? 2008. Yeah. Um, That's 12 years ago. I'm not being funny. Of course they did because Kovalainen. Yeah. I thought you were going to say COVID-19 then. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Covalina was much worse for them. But yeah, just do something different. You've, you've, they can't approach the sport the way they've been approaching. It's not even approaching the sport, is it? That, that it's the way they're, they, they're, they approach building the team. You know, it's like they'll, they, so they've gone and got, is it, is it Rory Burn that they, well, they, they did try and get Rory Byrne out of retirement, but Rory Byrne is now 80, I think. Yeah, so like who that. was the McLaren guy they've got in? The, didn't they get the Spygate guy? I don't didn't he know. Back? White hair. They, they took somebody on. Anyway, I think, I think it was somebody. Well, got that, that's the problem. Ferrari have got the revolving door recruitment policy. Yes. But so it's, it's not you, just that. It's that they're constantly trying to put together like the team again. Yeah, they're yeah, trying to get the band back yeah, together. It's going to be, we're bringing this guy in. He's going to make us successful. Yeah. He's the missing link 18 months later. Oh, it didn't work straight off. He's gone. We're replacing him with this guy who's even better than yeah. the last one. It's, it's, Maurizio Riva-Benny needs to come back. Yeah. Just for entertainment. I, I don't think, else. no, I think uh, it's Stefano Domenicali. I think he was being the best team boss they've had, and he did a good. He's done a good job with Audi as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been there. So, because to be fair, it's when Stefan, uh, not it's when um, Arriva Bene came in that like he was great and he was passionate and he wanted Ferrari to do it. But that's when the wheels really started falling off. Um. Yeah, but that was also at the same time that um, oh god, I can't they were still building can't cars. Can't remember his name. The uh, the big boss. Oh, Sergio Marchioni. Look at Marchioni. No, Marchioni. That's when he started oh, yeah. micromanaging everything. Yeah. And it all went to shit. Yeah, but he's Arriva, dead now, isn't he? Arriva Benny was the fall guy. Yeah, it's Luis Camilleri that's in charge yeah. of it now. But they were still building cars then that could win world championships. No, I think then they were building cars that almost could win, could win a world championship and could win races, but they had Fernando Alonso in it. No, I mean, I'm talking post that. I'm talking Vettel, Raikkonen era. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Ferrari. Uh, They're still building cars. 2017, arguably, they, they really should have had a good shot at winning. I remember we sat here. I think it was 2017. might have been 2018. We sat here and just said, look, Ferrari could, could the pace they've got now, they could win every race from now to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And they won, they won at um, Belgium. And we thought, that's it. It's game over. Ferrari have got yep. the championship wrapped up. Went to Monza and all the pace disappeared. Disappeared. Got and for Mercedes got a one-two. Um, I think the other th- other problem they've got is is always like looking at team bosses, and you can imagine them playing like top trumps, where they've got one they've got one picture of him with some numbers under it. Then they've got Jean Todd in this hand. Like, no, he doesn't quite measure up to Jean Todd. Let's get somebody else in. They do they do the same with designers. They sacked. Fucking Ellison. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's ridiculous. They sacked Allison. That I mean, we don't we don't know this for sure, but they appear to have got rid of him because he needed time off because of what happened to his wife. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous. Well, he decided he was going to stay at home more often, didn't he? Yeah, uh, because for family time, and they didn't like that. And if I was Ferrari, I'd have turned around and said, "Fucking email us. We'll fucking do this on Skype. We need you to build our cars." Yeah. Um, and then every driver that comes in, they've looked in as like some sort of knight riding in to save Ferrari. And when it hasn't worked out, they've fucking battered them. They did it with Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah. They've twice. Done it twice, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they did it with Fernando Alonso, even though he was fucking wrestling a car that had no fucking right to be on a podium to wins. Yeah. And, then, and now they've done it to Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. If you're a Ferrari fan, it's fucked. <laughs> yeah, it is. 1991 all over again. Mm. Well, 1991, they had the worst car on the grid. They just had two of the drivers that they could afford to pay who were pretty good, mm-hmm. and they didn't finish. But didn't they didn't like the drivers being honest about the car? Mm. No. I still see the problem, I think, Ferrari Was it Ferrari called it a tractor? Proscold, <laughs> yeah. Which, I, is, which is strange, because... Um, that that harks back to the old Lamborghini Ferrari um argument because um Lamborghini were tractor manufacturers and when they went into building cars, Enzo Ferrari dismissed them as the Italian tractors. Mm. Um so 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 for for Prost to call Ferrari a tractor really hurt Ferrari and that's why he was given his marching oh, orders. Oh, I, I didn't I didn't know that. I thought I thought it was just like the general well, slag off of the car. I didn't yeah. realize that it was mild, it was that deep seated. Yeah. My old history lesson, uh three of all those um car manufacturers in in Italy come about because of Alfa Romeo because Alfa Romeo entered the first Formula 1 season and won every race that year. And I still think that I still don't think any team has won 100% of the races in a Formula 1 season. Williams no, 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 no. Didn't worry about McLaren. McLaren won fifteen out of sixteen, and the one they didn't win was when they but run into each other. I think so. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and then you've got the um, Alfa Romeo. Uh, Enzo Ferrari was an Alfa Romeo driver, so he went and started his own company, Ferrari, and then he sold road cars. And the man who owned Lamborghini bought Ferrari. Didn't think it was very good, so drove his Ferrari to Maranello and said, "Look, this car is rubbish, and here's why." And uh, they said they gave him his marching orders, and he said, "Fine, I'll build you a car and show you how you're supposed to build cars properly." And that's how Lamborghini started building cars. Um, so Alfa Romeo caused Ferrari to come into existence, who caused Lamborghini to come into existence. So they invented rust, basically. <laughs> do, do do you th- think science can help Ferrari next year? No. No, no, I don't think it, he'll make the situation any worse. No, no, but this, this is the question I've got with science because I'm not, I'm not sure, um, I'm not sure how good science is. You say I know he's a very good Formula One driver. I'm not. Obviously, there's no question of that. In the same way as even for all my like Lambaston, I think Charles Leclerc is a good Formula One driver. But um, I think Leclerc definitely this weekend proved that with a well we were talking about drivers like George Russell before that took a bad bad Williams and, and made it look okay and made it look okay and pushed it a bit further than he did uh Leclerc got on the podium by doing exactly the opposite and in in qualifying he was just a little bit quicker than his teammate that kept him in, in like in qualifying um yeah I don't I 
they need a driver. They need a, a number one driver. And I don't. I think they're going to give that to Charles Leclerc. But I don't, I don't think, think, he's think the man. Science, mm. But I don't think science is going to sit there and take no. it lightly. No, but science I, isn't going to be told you're driver one A or driver A yeah. and he's driver mm. one or you know whichever way Ferrari want to label it. You, science isn't going to say I mean, you are number two. I think he's going to go would, for Leclerc. I think if uh, if Ferrari give him the the crack of it, I think he'll put science away. I think he'll put Leclerc away. I think he could do. But he was the guy that matched favourably against Max, Max Verstappen. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in an equally matched car. Yeah. Uh, and when Max was being told to move out the way for Carlos, if you remember, because mm-hmm. Carlos was quicker, he said no. Uh, yeah. oh, the infamous swearing episode where we got uh, we got pulled up for swearing when we were repeating what Max had sworn. Yeah, we, we repeated <laughs> Max's. Yeah, we got a negative iTunes review, didn't we? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> negative review on iTunes because we repeated what Max's team radio had said. He was a prick anyway. Not Max. No, the <laughs> They changed the review later and claimed that we were all uh, we're all massive racists and hated Hamilton, so I reported him. Ah. Yay. <laughs> That's when I went on that rant about we are not in any way, shape or form racist, and if you think we are, we don't want you listening to us. I stand by that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, right, McLaren. McLaren. Yes, McLaren, somehow. Nosebleed. Yeah, nosebleed territory, 26 points. Which, Ouch. to be honest, if Lando would have got that bottle stunt wrong, definite nosebleed. <laughs> Has he ever got it wrong? Because he's been doing that since junior <laughs> I formula, think he's hasn't practiced he? it a bit. Well, he's, out of, he's been out of practice for uh, for a year or so. Yeah. And he didn't have the height. He'd normally have more normally height on a, prop, off, he? yeah. on a podium, yeah. So yeah. it's a good job. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. couldn't exactly do it on the tarmac. Well, he did. <laughs> I know, I thought he did it on the step. Uh, he did, he did no, he did step. it on the tarmac outside the garage. Right, he did oh, it twice. Okay, he did it, did it on yeah. did it on the podium, and then um, during the notebook, uh, that's when they caught him coming out of uh, debrief and going mm-hmm. back to the garage, and uh, they gave him gave him the, another bottle of champagne, and Carlos presented him with the trophy. Yeah, uh, to get the second time the trophy of the day. Yeah, and fastest lap trophy. No, the uh, the the race trophy. Oh, okay. Basically, yeah. McLaren have a champagne sponsor, so they wanted photos of their driver with, with their, their bottle champagne. of champagne, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the official F1 champagne. Because they're sponsored by Shondon, and it's Mum Champagne that is the uh, podium okay. one. So, mm-hmm. obviously, for sponsorship reasons, they wanted that yeah, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he's there with a big bottle of Moe, and uh, yeah, he banged it off the tarmac. Must be a better pill to swallow that, mustn't it? When you're in the... The, like the big TV sponsor when you're a champagne company, it's not your champagne. Yeah, yeah, but they used to have the champagne deal with Formula One and they decided not to do it anymore. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there was about, I think it was about five years ago, there was about six months where they had unlabeled bottles of champagne on the podium. Yeah, Because yeah. there wasn't an official champagne of Formula One. Because no. they had like the gold stickers, didn't they, with the red flag on, like what they put on the rose water when you can't have yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Formula One bottles, Inc. Mm. Yeah, mm. probably. Bernie Inc. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about him anymore. He's no. dead to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody said we're going to do 25, minute, 25 minutes, half an hour on Bernie having a kid. No. No, don't need to. <laughs> All the best. Yeah. Fatherhood's big. Yeah. Uh, he did it for the first time 65 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's his eldest child, 65. Yeah. Imag- imagine, yeah. Um, imagine getting that phone call while you're at the bingo. It's mental. Oh, I'm a sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, McLaren, Lando, uh, fastest lap, mm-hmm. first ever podium. Yeah. Yep. I tell you what, I didn't notice how much he got that gap down with the last lap until I until I looked at it. Do you know what the lap when he crossed the line for the last lap? Do you know what the gap was? So it's like five point four or something. Six point zero 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 three. So he got wow. one point two seconds off Damn. in that last lap. It was four point eight. He, he was back. told he yeah. was told to press the overtake button out of turn one, <laughs> uh, out of turn two. 
out of turn three and then out of turn eight and then all the way to the finish line. Yes. He basically gave that car everything it had. Yeah. That was like the Bottas last lap in uh, Baku when he passed Stroll on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was like 6, 5.7, 5.4 and then 4.8 at the line. I, I actually think that lap is the most impressive thing he's done in Formula 1. His qualifying lap was good, but that final lap Absolutely. was insane. I mean, to have that time to make up and to know to know you can get on the podium and essentially know that you have to set the the fastest lap of the race on used tires just to get yourself onto the podium yeah. is out fucking standard. You know, we've seen we've seen nervous Lando a couple of times. Didn't we? Yeah. His first season, he was unsure about certain moves and he backed out maybe when he shouldn't have done. Yeah. Had that clash with Stroll None of that in this Spain. Weekend. Now, I hope this is the point now where he can kick on and be like, yeah. well, I can do this. You know? Oh, like, they, yeah, have, yeah. they have dropped. Yeah. They, they have dropped. I yeah. liked yeah. that he got a bit elbowsy with Perez. Well. And um, yeah, yeah, that was and it. Leclerc, yeah, like when Leclerc went, went on it, and he kept his foot down all mm. the way around the outside of the track there on the yeah. first lap. Great start as well because he was pushing Max all the way. Yeah, 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 he was. He was he was on Max's tail to start mm. with, but then Max did pull a bit of a gap to him. Mm. Uh, I think that's more car performance though than yeah. than actual driver. Yeah, uh, that Red Bull we think is is much more uh, competent race car than the McLaren. Yeah. Not that the McLaren is shit. My no. God, McLaren looks like it could be the third best car yeah. this year. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the time they've made up from when the, where they were to where they are, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't take anything away from science as well. No, science had a good race. Yeah. Science did science things, and I've said this since his Toro Rosso days. He got on with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't do anything particularly spectacular. I think he did try a fight with Lando at one point, didn't he? When Lando lost yeah, out they, to they Leclerc, got close mm-hmm. at one point. Uh, Lando got a bit out of shape, and that, that let Carlos Sainz in to have a go. But Lando held him off, and yeah. Sainz respectfully just sort of stayed in his place. And uh, yeah, Sainz knows what it's like to get to to get a podium, but not be on the yeah. podium. Um. Well, this this is the first weekend I think, like properly over a whole weekend, where I really felt that Lando had Science's number. You know, he did. He Science didn't look at any point this weekend like he was going to beat Lando. I think Lando was faster than him in all the sessions. I may be wrong. Yeah, I, do, I don't know about the I don't know about practice because sometimes you get them running different different, different things, things yeah. and stuff like that. But like he, he just looked on it. And it was great to see. It was. I would go for Lando's driver of the day. I yeah, absolutely. The official, the official one was album, but the majority of the voting was done um, by idiots. I was going to say before he crashed out. Like I said on Twitter, album getting voted dri- uh, driver of the day is like voting challenger as best space mission. <laughs> I don't think the accident was Albon's fault. No, no, but, said, but there was no way was he driver of the day. No. No. This is the problem with them starting it in, in like the fortieth lap of a seventy odd lap mm. race. Like you need to know in about the last five laps where they, those people are going to end up. Yeah, yeah. Especially, if you... especially with the voting closing when the checkered flag drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you open the the. the voting when the checkered flag drops and then kept it open for 10 minutes yeah, and then closed fine. it it would have been Lando yeah. it would have been yeah. Lando or maybe Leclerc Leclerc, I think Leclerc did a great job a, to be fair yeah, as, we, as we've already said yeah do you know what that's what they should do they should mm-hmm. it should, uh, when the checkered flag drops is yeah. when the voting should open because there's loads of dicking about before and you get to the podium they should present they should say it at the uh 
like when they're doing the podium interviews, mm-hmm. Joe. Because so then, if it's someone that's on the podium, they can be presented with the trophy on the podium. If not, it can happen. A yeah, because what in the garage? Yeah. What if you were like, you know what, Lewis Hamilton had to start fifth today, and he's done really well to get up to second. I think mm. I'll vote him as driver of the day, and then the Albon thing happened. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh wait, hang on, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> that means we're gonna have to vote twice for somebody mm. else. I remember exactly. when, it, when it flashed up on the screen, like driver of the day, vote open. One of you two mentioned Perez. Who was doing great at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, only if he gets the podium. He didn't. Yeah. Realistically, driver of the day was Bottas, if we're all perfectly honest. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, he, ha- he held Lewis Hamilton off. He had all the problems and stuff like that. He kept his cool and he won the race. Yeah, it yeah, moves yeah. nicely onto Mercedes. Yeah. It does yeah. move on nicely yes. to Mercedes. Um, what the hell was going on with that Lewis penalty? Because... The grid penalty. The grid penalty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, stewards have cleared him, didn't do anything. Then Red Bull send the stewards no, a tweet I, from I, Formula I, One. No, I know what that is. Um, the 360 camera on the front mm-hmm. isn't sent to the world feed. That's actually captured on board. So this they, is, It's basically the social media team not yeah, talking to the yeah. TV team. Yeah. So they have to, when the cars come in, they have to then take that footage and then that footage gets uploaded for people to watch. So it's not actually part of the... Um, stewards footage it just turned out that on that 360 camera you can see the light and you could see that Hamilton didn't slow for a yellow yeah it's which he a- claimed he didn't see and I can understand why he didn't see it because it but at the same point you, if it's there, you should see yeah. it. Yeah, and you've got all yeah. the dust there as yeah, well. I c- yeah, I clear someone had gone off. I yeah. couldn't see the yellow light because of all the dust, so I thought the, the track was clear. Enough info. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just. It was pushing the luck, wasn't it? Push- Anybody yeah. hear Bottas's uh, ra- full radio message after he went off? No, the I don't. Full oh. radio, the full radio yeah. message was yeah, uh, he, he, he went off onto the gravel, and uh, his ra- his engineer came on and said, uh, "Are you all right there, Valtteri?" And he's just like, "Yep, yep, fine. Uh, just give me a minute. I'm cutting some grass here." And his radio engineer came back on and said. I didn't know Mercedes made lawnmowers. (laughs) (laughs) And then he came back up and said something along the lines of, um, yeah, this thing cuts grass better than my lawnmower at home. (laughs) (laughs) And then then they gave him the message, go go back round straight into the grid, you're on pole. Yeah, wasn't he? He only just got back onto the tarmac at that point. So what what do we talk about then as far as Bottas Championship? Well, Mercedes looked strong, oh, didn't we? they? Well, yeah. he won in Australia last year. And mm, but he's usually mm. good at the first half of a season. Mm. And if we only get a first half of a season... It could be good for him. Yeah. yeah. He did say um, as well that having that extra break, he's a lot fitter. He spent mm-hmm. a lot of time doing the fitnessy stuff. Yeah, so cycling with in. his girlfriend. Cycling and, with yeah. the new girlfriend. And well, even they lot. pointed out in the Sky coverage as well how where nobody really knew until it was all done and dusted. But he was going through a divorce mm-hmm. last year as well. He was, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that just came out came out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I don't know. He looks. He, again, he looks like the kind of driver like a like Rosberg that could do it. If I think Lewis has still got to lose it. Do you know what I mean? I think no, I would I would disagree. I think you know it depends what happened. Don't forget in Australia last year. Okay, we didn't have all the safety cars, mm. but Bottas was a good 10, 12, 15 seconds yeah. ahead of Hamilton. If he can win this next race, if he can win again, he gets a good lead. Yeah, yeah. And that I think that we we might be talking about this first race and Hamilton's penalty again. Yeah, maybe later in the season. Yeah, possibly. Um, Lewis was very candid about it. He said, look, it's not my weekend. Uh, so it didn't help that 
uh, I was pulled up before the stewards right before we were mm. preparing for the race to be told that I was being moved back to fifth. He said, you know, I was, I hadn't, I'd already prepared in my head for starting for second. Um, but, you know, it's just the way it is. Um, you know, the incident with Albon, again, it's unfortunate. It's not, it's just one of those things, not my weekend. Mm. I have to try hard to get the points back. Yeah. Uh, the ne- next few races. So, very Hamilton-esque answer. Um, I mean, he, sa- he said himself he feels more laid back going into this because of the longer break that he's had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did, you know, he seemed more, he didn't seem as uptight in um, in the pen interviews because you rarely see Lewis do a pen interview after a race. because He's usually means, on the podium. Yeah, yeah, that means he's not been in the top three. Yeah. And when you've seen him in the pen before, he's usually a lot more tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the top three do still go into the pen. It's just that we don't see it as much on mm, TV because by that point you've already seen them. them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's he is pretty good these days with um, not allowing himself to beat himself up as much as he used to. I think we've seen that for a couple of years now. But it's just odd. I think the, the, the season's so odd. Even if we do end up having like 15, 16 races, you know, where it's very near a full season, it just feels strange because the races are going to come at us so fast, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. thick and fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we've uh, still got two races to come in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we thought we were never going to have a triple header again. Well, we've mm-hmm. got it's two. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we've got two triple headers yeah. out of the eight races that are confirmed mm. and possibly more to come. Mm. I like it. I mean, I know it's going to put an immense strain on the teams and immense strain on the... Like, the it's not, don't it's think not it will going until to be as hard Europe. with... Um, not going to be as hard around the sort of two races in one venue. Um, I No, but you're still, you've still got people away from home, friends and family for massive amounts of time. Mm-hmm. That is true, though. Uh, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't care about them. That's their job. You know, it's their job to do those things. I think, I think they've known and can prepare for yeah. a little while. They probably won't be coming home when they go mm. out for the F1 season. I, th- is... I think people do an awful lot of worrying about people doing their jobs do, sometimes. Do you know what? If, if there are, if anybody listens to this who works in Formula One and is part of that travelling circus who's not going to get a message, uh, well, obviously you're going to get messages mm. home, but you want to send a message through this podcast, get in touch. Mm. Or if you're working Formula One and want to be on the podcast, get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I, <laughs> what I mean by It's good the... for your career. <laughs> what I mean by the fact they do their job is like it's, this is what these guys live for, you know. Especially the the, the guys that go to races. Yeah, but do, but do you know what I mean? Between Austria and whatever would have been the next race, Britain would it have been anyway. It would have, it would have been Britain. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Between Austria and Britain, you know, you've got you would have had two weeks. Yeah, and they would have gone home and wouldn't have had to leave until probably the Thursday night to get you know a lot of them and mm-hmm. to, to to get back to you know to Silverstone because a lot of them are based in Britain anyway. Well, yeah. a lot of them are based within an hour's drive of Silverstone, so they've been able to go home every night when they were at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, some of them would probably stay at home during that Grand Prix normally anyway. Probably won't be able to do that this year because they would be breaking their bubble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so you know it's it's going to be difficult. One. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. difficult for people working in Formula One. Yeah with the situation as it is around the world at the moment but i do i do wonder if uh viewing figures go up for formula one which i mean if it's all about racing that's that's what that youtube trending thing has shown you know it's you have exciting racing and people will get excited about formula one you know it it doesn't it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work that out Mm. but i think just the fact that it has been exciting and if if we can get a few good races on the bounce um them being close to each other as well will help snowball viewers and i wonder whether this is something formula one will be look at looking at to, to think like should we pack the season together a bit tighter 
could just happen. in general. Just before we wrap up on the uh, on this weekend's race, uh, rock stars and wankers. Ooh, tough call. Lando, <laughs> rock star. Absolutely, yeah. Lando is a f- mm-hmm. huge rock star. Yeah, uh, Bottas in the rock star category as well. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. He was more of a bass player, though. Quiet, understated. So you mean the rock biggest rock star out the whole lot? No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I'll go with Sean on that one. Quiet, yeah. and understated. Even worse, he was a five-string bass player. <laughs> oh, they're a freaking nature. <laughs> I only own one. That's an acoustic. <laughs> bass, yeah. not bass player. <laughs> so rock, rock stars, I would say um, McLaren, probably racing point as well. You know, they've, they've, they've got it together. They look like they've yeah. got good racing cars. Wankers, Has- Fer- Has- Has- Ferrari, and Haas. <laughs> and Alfa Romeo pit crew. Yeah. I lighten up your tyres. If you take his... Um, stayed on for two miles. <laughs> if you take his DNF out of it as well, I'd stick uh, Ricardo in that category because... Rockstar. Up until his DNF, he looked like the Ricardo of old. Yeah. Not like he might be uh, doing out- outperforming the car, yeah. which is what you want from your driver. Uh, predictions will just gloss over the who did what, but suffice it we to say that no one shot. Oh. No, wankers, Ferrari and We talked about Ferrari Haas. and Alpha. Ferrari, oh, Haas okay. and Alpha. Have you got extra wankers? So basically everyone with a Ferrari engine is what we've said Ooh, there. Ocon. You just don't like Ocon. No, no, just because of how, how far behind he was. Like, he was amongst all the... All the teammates. And yeah, Latifi the as well. Gap. And Latifi, yeah. If you, want to, if you want to go down that road. But I don't mm. think he was a wanker as such. I don't think Alcon was really, but I mean, the, mm. each to their own. Yeah. <laughs> Leclerc. <laughs> <laughs> Is Alcon going to be the new Eclair? Eclair? <laughs> Leclerc? No, there's, there's, there's room in my heart for both. Good. Good to know. I'm amazed you can get so much into that black, black and shriveled yeah, thing. It didn't go well. Yeah, predictions. It's three, easy when it's fucking empty. Three of three <laughs> of us ended up with one point for having a Bottas podium, but none of us had him for the win. I think. No, I got. I, I, I said had him Leclerc. On the podium. Yeah, but you had you had a, you had a Bottas no, podium. No, he got his point for Leclerc. Or was it Leclerc? Was Leclerc yeah, was I put Leclerc, Leclerc, Verstappen, Hamilton. I think I had of my three, so I got mm. my one point for Leclerc being on the podium, I, I, which was totally. Totally yeah, I think I a had, fluke. I think I had Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. Which so you got a point ideal. for Bottas. One point for Bottas. Yeah, I think I had the same as well. So. Something similar, yeah, yeah. And everybody else did really terribly. Right, uh, so same again this weekend. Same circuit. Called the Styrian Grand Prix for uh, sponsorship reasons, because I don't know if anybody watched the notebook straight after the race. But they were already out painting the new sponsorship mm-hmm. banners. Oh, yeah. okay. On the pit straight. It's going to rain, isn't it? You can't be doing painting in the and rain. And she's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Bloody is. <laughs> um, we have predictions in from our guest predictor this week is um, regular iRacing participant and winner of a competition on um, Lightning McMufflin's Twitch stream last night. So it's Zach mm-hmm. Flieger. And Hello, Zach. He, he is going for a Hamilton win, Verstappen second, Leclerc third. Rockstars, McLaren, and Vankers, Williams. Vankers, very good. Van, Vankers, Williams. Right. Uh, also, Dan from an undisclosed location says... <laughs> Dan from his COVID bunker. <laughs> uh, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. Right, what are the rest of us? I am going to go for the same three as Dan, but in a different order. I am going to go for Bottas, Verstappen, Hamilton. Bottas, Verstappen, Hamilton. Okay. Anybody going next? 
Well, one of us is going to have Someone to. Someone has to, yeah. I will go for well, Stappen. We sit here oh. for an hour just playing chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just staring at each other. If it takes more than a minute of silence, you get Grosjean for the win. That's, that's, the, that's the rule. I yeah. like that rule. That's, that's yeah. it for the season. Yeah. Uh, Verstappen for the win. Yeah. Uh, Bottas second, Hamilton third. Okay, and Lee... I think it's really fucking hard to pick this because yeah. if you think the um, DNFs were bad this weekend, I think the DNFs are going to be fucking terrible this week. This week because they you, they can't strip the cars like completely down, rebuild them like it's back mm-hmm. at factory time because there's no back at factory time. Nope. Um, <laughs> Stalling. I think <laughs> like a Red Bull. Lan- Alfa, Alfa, Lando's going to win. Lando. Oh, Lando. Alfa, Alfa, I was just going to say Alfa Romeo the closest to the factory. Lando, Max Verstappen, and um, Sergio Perez. Jesus, you are go- you are That's going wild. Yeah. Right, I am going to go for Hamilton. Just lost so many points. Bottas so and points. Verstappen. You may not. Have You're done going on. Sorry, <laughs> Hamilton, Bottas, and Verstappen. Yes, That's a popular trio in varying orders. Yeah, I th- I think uh, I think Lewis will end up doing that one. Getting yeah, I don't think I think if Max hadn't broken down, he probably would have ended up winning the race. Right, I sent those on our group chat, so we've definitely got proof. I'll stick those stick those up on the site, and we can uh, carry on comparing all. Season, so if that you've got proof aside from this Ferrari recording we're doing, yeah, so, yeah, it just serves listening to all of this back to uh-huh. put these on the site. If you want to join in, go to threelegsboardwheels.com, go to the game section, and go for the 2020 prediction league. Predict your top three, fastest lap, pole, and how many DNFs, and that's how many not classified, so less than 90% of the race because we're going on the official FIA documents, yeah. Uh, we had over 200 people take part. That's mental. That is pretty week. nuts, to be it was, fair. That was, that That's was just great. Because it got, to, uh, <laughs> got to Saturday and I was just watching them come in. It's like, oh, shit, can the server handle it? <laughs> <laughs> You've got until uh, five minutes before Q1 starts on Saturday, so that would be five to two UK time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I right in thinking as well no one had Norris? Nobody had Lando out of anything. I, I put money on Lando Norris uh, to finish on the podium Um if he'd won, I would have got like 80, 80 quid back. Oh, but fuck, I didn't, I didn't do my story, did I? No, you, you can do it now. But you if, can if, if do it now before we should. If, if he'd yes. won, I got, would have got 80 quid back. I think second would have got me something like uh, £34, but he finished third and got me like 12 quid. I put £5 on Lando Norris to get a podium before Friday's practice when the odds were like a squillion to one. Unfortunately, I pressed the wrong button and put that five pounds on him to get pole. <laughs> this is not my finest gambling hour. Uh-huh. Bet responsibly, Lee. Bet responsibly. Yeah, with fucking spectacles. <laughs> Turn your phones over, everyone. Right. Do you need to like, turn your eyes over? Because you're very you, close to the I can, laptop. It's okay. It, oh, Lee's like, so. reading off his phone. Now, after massive debate on Discord, who sent this week's shunt in? Uh, well, Wings of Triumph. What a strange <laughs> name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I've seen that name. Clearly, like Wings of Triumph, but like spelt right, wasn't available. <laughs> Anyway, solid stuff. He is to be a Liverpool fan, I think, because oh no no sorry to Phoenix. I thought it was the the live, the, the live bird. Yeah, yeah. 
Because I, w- I was just going to get more excited then and say that our friend Kit had painted that one, but it's not that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was born. Yay. Good start. In 1972. Right. Okay. 48, 48 this year. I've been involved in 43 Formula One races. Not very many. Mm, not That's about three involved. seasons in old money. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we've got to assume there's someone who's 48. They were probably racing sort of 20-ish years ago. If they were a racer. That yeah. is true. That is true. So you'd be looking at 16, 17 yeah. races. So yeah, two and a half seasons maybe. Right, yeah. Yeah. My introduction to the sport was highly questioned. However, later I became liked and accepted. I'd like a guess. Don't come at me at once. <laughs> We're not doing. Um, what year did aerodynamics start in Formula One? About 1960-something. done more than like 40 races though, isn't it? Yeah. I was thinking like a particular thing. Like the raised front wing, because the front wings used to be high, didn't they? Used to be like above the nose. Oh, or like say, no, that wouldn't work. I was going to say the F duct, but that wasn't around in 1972. No. Think of something like 1972. It's going to be. Um, could it be Grand Effect? Got Lotus with the uh, sliding sliding aero skirts. Yeah, and the Brabham with its fan that wasn't mechanically operated. That did. Uh, <laughs> that did about 42 race weekends less than 43. Yes. <laughs> Look cool though. True. Uh, yeah, Lotus Aerodynamic sliding skirts. Why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got? We at haven't this got point? anything better. No, but that's very specific. All right then. <laughs> yeah, don't don't forget we've had a what was it? What was it? We had um, a few weeks back. It was like Zena a wheel the warrior princess, a wheel nut or something. Yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten about the Zena warrior yeah. princess. Jesus. I began my career. In 1997, though not through Formula One. So, 25? 25, yeah. Not through Formula One. So, journalist, maybe, or a. Or a um, oh, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Crofty would be about 48, would he? Possibly. He would, but has done more than 40 races. Correct. Keep forgetting these little facts. <laughs> <laughs> So what kicked off in... Who would have kicked off in 97, not in Formula 1? It would be very late for a driver, wouldn't it, to start? Hmm. How many races did James Allen commentate on? Um, no, I thought that he was, was the re- That was the whole later. of Formula 1 that kicked off over James Allen. <laughs> he was oh, later than You really still later. don't like him. I started the Facebook group... Um, F F F one two thousand and nine is going to be a brilliant year. Let's make it a James Allen free zone. How many I years? remember. I remember the look on your face. And I'm, I'm name Quite dropping again. The look on your face when we were um, stood at the coffee bar in Silverstone at the Mercedes. James launch. Allen walked in. James Allen barged in front of you and asked for an espresso. <laughs> and I thought I thought you were going to barf on him there and then because that's all. You, that's what you spent all day doing. I thought he's, he's going to projectile right on him for I was that. So angry. So angry. <laughs> So not only is he a virtual twat, he's an actual Actual twat. twat. Yeah, You had to deal with James Allen and Craig Slater in one bout of food poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) Next clue. (laughs) To this day, 
<laughs> Most of my fame comes from outside of Formula One. We're looking at sponsor, perhaps, then, in that case. Sponsor or, like, TV channel? The, le- the legendary adventures of Hercules, seen as that was, like, the co-series to Xena. <laughs> <laughs> Now know more about Xena Warrior Princess than I ever wanted to. <laughs> Took me three series before I watched it with the sound switched on. Much like Hulk Hogan, who you will have to go and sign up to the Patreon to work out why I just said Hulk Hogan. Yep. Uh, I am American. Right. Okay. I'd like a guess, please. I bet you bloody would. Um, I am not overflowing with stuff here. No, it's the Indy Road Course. I think I would have thought it's older than 1972. Yeah, the Inroad one might not be. And I don't think it's done 40 plus races. Nope. Um... I don't know. I'm. I am stumped. I need a guess. I oh, know you do. I'm thinking America. I also need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get this show mixed tonight. Bridgestone. I'm, I'm working just over. Yeah, that'll hours. do. The Japanese, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you thought this was Eddie Jordan. Uh, what the American Eddie since, Jordan? <laughs> since I earned my That's master's Michael degree Jordan. at Harvard. <laughs> Uh, I have won 52 awards. Christ. The only person I can name offhand with a master's degree from Harvard is Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's and not, not going to be him. <laughs> is we're looking at somebody who's designed or an engineer, aren't we? Yeah. I'll help you out slightly. Oh, I would God. use the word created. It's going to be a livery designer. Outside of Formula One, I have been uh, I've been involved in many projects. One earned me over thirteen billion dollars. Sorry, they over, sorry they have all earned me over thirteen billion dollars. We're looking at one of the world's richest men. Would be Bill Gates, who is more than forty-eight years old. Yeah, Microsoft is f- roughly forty-eight years old. Nineteen seventy-two. Interesting. But Possibly. I, f- I feel like Microsoft. But there was has a Windows ninety five before Windows ninety seven. And there was, but like was it? It's in... been on cars more than like three seasons. Uh, yeah, hang on, I'm going to stop you here because he's worth a hundred billion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jump, yeah. Jump, jump change how, how old, here. How old is Gene Hass? Older than forty eight. I, I think. would have said. I would have said about sixty. Fair enough. Shelve that. I would have said so anyway. He looks older than. It's one of those I can't place. Yeah, but if you had Grosjean working for you, you'd, um, it would you'd age, age at an abnormally fast yeah, rate. I remember Gunter Steiner looking about 12. <laughs> <laughs> I have 150,000 Instagram followers. Christ. I can't imagine that being Gene Hass. I can't imagine he's. To, to be fair, it's not like for somebody that's in the public eye, not a lot of followers. No, it's not. Gene has his Instagram. Here is a CNC machine. <laughs> I have made an opinion. An opinion? No, I haven't. <laughs> I have made an appearance in several movies. 
I'm stunned. Just stunned silence. Yeah, I'm here. just... Right, what awards are they winning then? You have a if they've, in, if they've been in several movies, they're not winning Oscars, are they? Like 50 odd of the fuckers. No, good lord, no. He's absolutely done, yes. I think so. I think, I think yeah. we're bloody miles off. I think he has. I think, I think the spaffer is necessary. I am involved in Formula One, most commonly noticed before and after a Grand Prix. So, like, the lights? <laughs> the checkered flag? The safety car? The national anthem? Shh. <laughs> He's tapping. Uh, I think, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm... I think so, yeah. I've got solid. How's the brain going? Mm, not great. I'm rubbing my head, but it's not helping. No. <laughs> I thought you were trying to coax something uphill. Yeah. <laughs> Before and after the race. Is it Michael Massey? Is that what his name is? How old is he? He's not in films, is he? Or he's not also usually. Australian, I think, isn't he? He's Aussie. <clears throat> Fuck knows. No, nope, I got now. Nah. I am Brian Taylor, the composer of the Formula One theme tune. Oh, God. Oh, oh that's got a really weird remix for this year. I don't like it. Give us your shitty flute, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it now. I'm laughing. Certainly, in certain circles, a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, uh, that, was, that was a good one. He has... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that really went badly. That was that was a, that was a good one. He's been threatening us with that for the last uh, for the last few weeks. If you want to send in a total shunt, you can, <laughs> you can tweet me at a total shunt on uh, Instagram. You can tweet so you can send me a private message on Instagram. You can send me a private message on the Twitter, and also if you want to send me a private message on Parlor, you can do that as well now at, at a total shunt. And you can email three legs four wheels at gmail.com for ones for the reserve pile, mm-hmm. like what I didn't have any of last week and had to write my own, which was which got you. I right can't right up what until it the was. end. Um if you want to get in touch with the show, we are at three legs four wheels on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We've got the website three legs four wheels dot com. You can go there to put your predictions in. Um if you want more of us for some unknown reason, then you can subscribe to Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels. From as little as $1 a month, um, get an extra show, non-Formula One related, us just talking general rubbish. And everything that uh, you pledge there goes to uh, basically keeping us going. Yes. Coming up to server time. Oh, no. Want to thank, <laughs> want to thank all, the, uh, all the new patrons that have, um, that have subscribed over the last couple of weeks. Thank you, thank you to, uh, to all of you. Um, anyone who's taking part in the iRacing, we are doing the 2009 Indy cars at the Daytona Oval, the legacy one, this week. And from next week, we're actually starting a proper league, so we don't have to uh, do it on spreadsheets. And Formula League will be back soon. Yep. Next week, we'll be back. Uh, we'll probably have a review of the game next week if we get a chance, because mm-hmm. the game comes out on Friday. Yep. 10th. 10th. Friday the 10th, yep. yep. Unless you get the Michael Schumacher edition, which I think comes out... Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, does it? Mm. Mm. Yeah, pay, pay saying, ten. You pay extra money, just like Schumacher. You can cheat. <laughs> <laughs> you get two extra cars that everybody else doesn't get, and three. Um, I think it is. Oh, is it three? Yeah, Whoa. yeah. yeah I've not not bothered doing that. No. 
Um, Benetton and two Ferraris, so they're two cars that you can cheat with. No, it's a Benetton, uh, 91 Jordan, and one of the Ferraris. No skis? 2000 Ferrari, I think. No skis, no. Okay. <sighs> Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll be back next week where we're looking back at the um, inaugural Styrian Grand Prix. Yes, yeah, The Red Bull Ring in Spielberg, Austria. Styria. We'll see you next week. Still in Austria. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.